Welcome to another edition of Mass Mats and Mayhem. I'm your host, the Outlaw Ellie Red. You can find me on Twitter at JustinHarvey75. You can find the entire show on the Twit Machine at MMMShow75. Uh, tonight's a very special night, uh, mostly because Byron is still here. Actually, that doesn't make it special at all. What's going on, Byron? Uh, I can't. I, is it working? Hi, yeah, uh, you, yeah, can, you sure. can catch me at, at Byron Fever and all that stuff. Um, let's talk to the other guys here. I think that's more important. Well, you know, Casey, uh, as most people know, his weeknights have been totally jammed up. So we got a uh, special guest host this evening, the killer himself, the the man of a thousand names at this point. Right. Killer Cross. What's going on, brother? Good evening. Happy to be here. Happy to be co-hosting this program. I have a lot of intriguing questions to put out there to the public for Mr. Mayor himself. Happy belated birthday boy, Martin Kaus. How are you, sir? Lovely. I am fantastic. I didn't know you were on this podcast. That excites me and scares me. I'm excited to see you again. What in the hell is that? So that is a picture of two dogs. I just wanted to show you that. <laughs> That's a good question. That's a really good question. What what's your answer to that? How did you feel about huh? what you just saw? <laughs> well, I feel like one was the female and one was the male, and it basically represents me making you my bitch. Wow. <laughs> this well, is exactly how I, what I, everything I was hoping for already, right off the bat. We have just jumped right in neck <laughs> Oh no, my battery's going low. See, that's what you get when you mess with the British Bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. My girl's gonna go grab the battery, so we're set. You're stuck with me, psychos. Oh god, um, here we go. It's on now. Um, baby, you have the key? Alright. Cross, before we get to, uh, uh, too, too far into uh, his mothness over here, the, the other birthday boy this week. And we're both Pisces, by the way. I had my birthday, birthday. last week at the well, temple. Don't say Happy both. birthday, don't say. There's like, there's more than two people. No, no, there's two Pisces here. Me, me no. and Mr. Casals. There's more. There's more than that. I mean, what does that even mean? Pisces, something about a fish and I can't even swim. So what does that really know. mean? I thought it was I like a yin yang. I'm also Pisces. Are you? Yeah, I was born on March 1st. It's my birthday no, on no, March 1st. I, I was born on March 1st, and then Byron mm-hmm. came along a few years later and tried to steal well, a few the years concept of having a birthday on the year about that. But, so basically, yeah. Kevin's fucking up the program here with the birthdays. Yeah, Kevin, what sign are you? Let's get into this. Well, listen, I don't put that sort of personal information out there. <laughs> I will say this. I will say that Jack Napier was also a Pisces. And uh, I think just by association, I think that's a good thing. Yes. In fact, it is. <laughs> as long as you can get the smile right. That's right. If you're going you're gonna to go, go with a smile. Don't, um, don't get fucking Brand X shit. I do want to plug... Uh, <laughs> Wrestling guy store, real quick, uh, Marty. I know you were there. What you were there last week, or is that two weeks ago? I was there last week signing. Last week, it was a good time. Well, this week, uh, March seventh from seven to nine, they have uh, Aerostar and Drago appearing together. The buddies, the friends, the almost super friends, so to speak. They're kind of like the best friends of Lucha. Yeah, they kind they of are. They kind of are. It's kind of adorable. It's adorable. 
I got really sad in season three when Drago was um, uh, taken under a spell by the snake people and be and and uh, betrayed his friend, Aerostar. You were actually sad by that, weren't you? It made me sad. I was hoping that they would still be friends because they were really good as friends. <laughs> well, maybe you know? someday you'll get your wish. Who knows? You, you never know. Or maybe they'll both die and they'll... They, but Aerostar can just travel in time. They can be reunited in the past. Yeah, he can always just go back to when they were friends. So he has a happy ending. Well, let's not talk about happy endings But wouldn't you screw with the timeline or something? Maybe. Isn't there a timeline he'd screw up if he did that? See, my theory, though, is when somebody goes back in time and resets it, all of us in this timeline, we keep going on. They just create an alternate universe, basically, at that point in time where the whole new thing happened. I've been watching too much Man in the High Tower, I think. I don't know. Mm. Back to the Future is the best one about time travel. Anyway, really if you want to see it. Aerostar and Drago, you can go ask Aerostar how to how to travel in time at the uh, you can hit up uh, at Wrestling Guy HP on Twitter for more information. Um. So, Marty, I kind of want to go back to where I first saw you. I, I'm, I am curious about Tough Enough. And I'm sure you get these questions a lot. But, dude, you were going to win that fucking thing, weren't you? Yes, I was. I feel like if you don't go into a competition thinking you're going to win, you shouldn't go into a competition anyway. So, I knew from the beginning that I was going to win. And then, well, as you know, shit happens. Yeah, and it was, it was so unfortunate. I thought it was unfortunate for the whole production, too. I mean, it it seemed like this great underdog story that they had going, like you were a little off the radar at first, and it was like, wait, holy shit, that guy over there, he's the one that's doing everything that you're supposed to be doing. He's the guy that actually knows what the fuck is up. And then all of a sudden, you're out, and everyone's like, oh, what the hell? There's definitely a story that could have been there that unfortunately wasn't able to be told. And I do get questions on... If it didn't go that way, how would it have gone? And I have no idea. So, I mean, there's me no good to try and figure out what it could have been. You know, I'm so happy where I'm at right now. I'm actually excited it went the way it went. Yeah, no, I think you did end up in a yeah. good place. I mean, I think for me, being a reality TV producer myself, I think that if you had won, the show Tough Enough would actually still be around. As for your career and how that would pan out, I mean, that has to do a lot with booking and writers and timing and all that shit. So who, who the fuck knows how that could have gone? But I think the actual show itself would have had more legs if you had actually won that season. That's just my thought. I think it would have been an overall better story for the story of just Tough Enough. Yeah. It would have been a better story to tell. Yeah, absolutely. So what, uh, what was it like right after that, though, for you? I mean, that's the that's the kind of the, the black hole. Where, what happened next? A whole lot of limping around. Uh, um, actually, I just sat there, and all I could do is really work out my upper body. And I, I was just doing what workouts I could do and sitting and thinking about what could I do, what could I do, what could I do to get better and where I was supposed to be. And I mean, was was Lucha the first thing that came around after that? I mean, obviously there was the um, the connection with. Uh, uh oh, we might have lost Marty for a second there. He's plugging speaking, in. Speaking of connection, <laughs> nah. that's all right. We got the question we needed. We're good. Yeah, <laughs> they finally got him. They finally got him. It was just a matter of time. <laughs> I thought I could see a black helicopter kind of hovering in the background there downtown, wherever he is. 
Yep, he'll get away. He always does. <laughs> nah. Um, Mr. Byron, are you monitoring yeah. the chat room? I am. Um, it's not really worth monitoring. Uh, oh, Andre Nichols says, uh, moth, moth tribe for life. Three exclamation marks. That's cool. Rebecca Locks says, what's up, guys? Dante Oblivion put a panda emoji and then asked me if I wanted to cuddle, which is weird. No, nope. seems- I don't think we need to, we don't need to check. Uh, Mallory Rumpst says, hey, guys, I think we're good on the chat room for now. Okay. Oh, hashtag moth army. <laughs> we got a lot of, no wonder it's so weird talking about cuddles and stuff. A lot of moth fans in here. I would, I would hope so. A lot of people out there with a strong sense of Aztec pride. Um, okay, well, while Marty is getting his pad dialed in, um, Kevin, I, I got to ask you, I'm sorry, Mr. Killer, sir. Um, first of all, I heard that uh, you came out here to the West Coast and got yourself another little piece of gold. I certainly did. Uh, won the heavyweight championship belt from Cowboy James Storm at Maverick Pro Los Angeles. And uh, That's awesome. I, yeah, it's very good. You know, I, I've really always wanted to be a part of the California scene. I've always had a very high respect for a lot of the people that come out of California. I kind of feel like California is the... It's kind of like the mecca state for pro wrestling in the United States. I mean, there's great professional wrestlers in every state, but California seems to have a, a plethora, just a totally different breed of people. And to be a part of that and contribute to that is uh, it's pretty fulfilling, actually. So breaking into that scene has been very important to me, and uh, it's been awesome. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a good fit for you, too, in a lot of ways, just uh, coming out to the West Coast. I know you've done uh, bar wrestling as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I was supposed to be at that last bar show in uh, December that you were at, and I just couldn't make. I was in town too. I'm just a fucking shitty friend. <laughs> you should have been there, dude. I was to the last bar show as well, and I didn't make it. So sometimes you just you just can't make the bar show, even though. Uh, I mean, I'm going to be uh, actually at bar this this week. However. Oh, interesting. Interesting. March of the picks. Um. Yeah, that's uh that's going to be an interesting show. That's when Thursday. Uh, yes, it is. I, I actually, uh, let's shoot something here a little bit. I don't know if I'll get in trouble for saying this, but I was actually supposed to wrestle, uh, Ryan Nemeth, but something big is going on with him right now. And uh, I heard he's in Florida. Yeah. 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 So I don't, I don't, that could mean a lot of different things, but I uh, would not be surprised if we see him on television somewhere very, very soon. Interesting. Mm hmm. So I won't be uh, competing against him. So I guess it's a mystery opponent on Thursday. I, last time I saw Ryan Nemeth, he was in the audience of Ultima Lucha Tress looking bored out of his mind. <laughs> I will never forget that. <laughs> um, your last opponent here in Southern California was a mystery opponent as well, too, wasn't it? Uh, right until Brian Cage at the curtain, yes. What? That, was, that looked awesome. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I saw um, highlights and I was like, holy shit. That's not the kind of guy you want to face unannounced. Uh, no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Good thing I didn't train legs that week because uh, he is a, a giant fucking human being. And to throw that man, uh, it feels like you're picking up the corner of a fucking house, a two-story house and trying to deadlift it over. Well, he is a machine. <laughs> it's weird because he can make himself fly around with Lucha-type moves, but... I imagine if you had to lift him up to do that type of stuff, it's a lot. It's a lot harder. Yeah, it feels like you're throwing an anvil. 
Um, Mallory wants to know when the Cross Girls shirts are coming out. Hashtag Cross Girls. Uh, hopefully in the next three months. Uh, that's been a shirt that I have been attempting to release for an extended period of time. And uh, I'm going to get on it very, very, very soon. It's one of my goals this year is to release that shirt. It's been in high demand for a few years and uh, got to get it done very soon. I think, uh, don't worry, y'all, Marty is trying to come back. He's just got to uh, get a little juice on his uh, device there. Um, oh, Dante thinks that you should uh, have a match with CJ De Niro since he's been uh, starting to train. <laughs> I, uh, I'm open to that. I mean, look, when we're talking about a match with CJ, let's just have it be a, a, a chop contest, like two or three chops and just call it after that. I mean, I don't know if we need to go any further, really, do we? Oh dear. I mean, as long as he signs, as long as he signs a waiver twice, yeah, sign it. We we can do it. I would go. I would go in triplicate. <laughs> I just don't know if it's safe for most trained fighters to fight cross, let alone a fan who wears a mask to lucha shows. No offense, I do that too, but I'm not trying to fight cross either. I think Dante's setting him up. <laughs> Like this <laughs> trying to get his, uh, his friend beat up. Yes. That makes sense. I like it. I'm in support of it now. <laughs> oh, I like I like Dante, man. Uh, da- that's the uh, Dante Oblivion, the host mm-hmm. of uh, Way Too Real, the Lucha Click Party, friends of ours. In case you didn't know, there's there's all love in the uh, in the podcast world these days. We have no heat with anybody, I don't think, except maybe uh, what are those guys with the shirt with the 52 fonts on it? I don't think they're in business anymore. Good. We, you know, who we do have heat with. We have heat with our other co-host, Casey. Oh, on the real read more horror comics uh, podcast. Yeah, their podcast has major heat with us. They they keep uh, they're blackballing us. They won't have That's us on their show. Interesting. Maybe we got to fix that. Maybe we should send in uh, the killer to take care of it for us, like he's doing down in God Monterey. You're wrestling in Monterey these days too, right, Matt? MDA Lucha Libre. It's me, Conan, Juventud Guerrera, El Zorro, and Sexy Star. And uh, probably the biggest Rudo faction to, to hit the, the uh, Mexico scene since uh, probably uh, Paraguayo Jr. What was that faction called? Please remind me. I have a brain fart. Paros del Mall. Paros del Mall? Yes. So I, I just got to say this. I know you're a guy that can handle yourself, but if you happen to be rolling with Sexy Star... Watch the arm bars, man. Don't just be careful. I don't want her to hurt you. I appreciate that. And uh, that is noted. <laughs> There's the man right there. Welcome back, sir. Got a little juice on the, the tabby tab there. No, I said screw it. So I'm using my phone. Oh, uh-huh. well, we're going to start hot. I've got a question. Got a question. We're going to start you hot. All right. Oh, lovely. Welcome back, sir. So, uh, you know, I think we should be asking questions. Uh, you know, in the light of possible booking options here. And uh, I think what the people want to know here is if you could have one match with anyone from your tough enough season, who would it be? And it's a weapons of mass destruction match. Wow. Ooh. Ooh. Who would you want to terrorize, basically, is what I'm asking. Luke Robinson. <laughs> I would have to do it. We had a match in Utah. We went to a draw, and we never got a conclusion to the story that was never able to be shown on Tough Enough because of my ankle. 
So I think a match with the guy who should have won tough enough that year after I got out. A match with him would be fun. I like it. Any bookers? There you have it. That's the one right there. You're just doing people's work for them now, Cross. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. Oh, DDT's the fucking iPad. (laughs) Well, now my girl over here holding it. Well, RDD, you know, and he had me I like your water bottle. Uh, do you know about DDT? Speaking of DDT, uh, the illustrious Japanese uh, company, it seems like it's yeah, something yeah. that be more that that's your speed. Yeah, actually, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, Joe, Joey and uh, Kikutaro have actually been bringing that up quite a bit. Actually, that company's doing really well. Rice Isaacs as well. I'm with been with him this weekend, and Rice Isaacs has been in DDT. So maybe we'll take another Japan tour this trip. It sounds like it. I know Cross has been talking about trying to get uh, some some Japan action for a while. I could see you murdering a lot of faces over there. Yeah, I'm just going to stay out of Rapungi if that's the situation. Me and Rapungi don't mix well. <laughs> I was going to say I'd love to have you go over there and punch you around, but that you said murdering faces. I don't know if I want to volunteer for that spot. <laughs> well, listen... If that's what the people want to see, we got to give it to them, okay? Well, I, I, just I gotta, don't volunteer my face. I got to say this though, because I don't know if I believe you. the 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 first time I saw you working at Lucha Underground, um, I was sitting in the front row of the bleachers in in the Believers Bleachers section, and the camera was not on you, by the way. And I saw you taking some of these uh, face bumps to the ground, and and these falls where they looked really, really, really painful. And you were selling for just the 20 of us that were sitting right there because it wasn't, you know, it was some big match with a lot of people in it. I mean, it was tremendous to me. I I instantly gained respect for you that moment. I was just like, holy shit, this guy is literally killing himself right now for me. For me and like these five guys right here. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with anything else that's going on in here right now. Like he's in this arena. He doesn't give a shit. And he is putting it down right here. Um, why, why sell like that? <laughs> Are you, uh, have you really lost it? <laughs> uh, kind of. Yes. But really the f- believers in there are crazy and they'll follow other people. So when you stop cheering, that they might start doing. They might start doing that. When they're seeing one one person going insane, they're gonna do that. So, but I want everybody to go in there and being insane, and I want you to believe exactly what's happening throughout this entire match that's happening right in front of you. Of people destroying themselves. I'm over there hanging out, waiting for my spot. You've lost all believability in the entire what I'm doing, what the rest of us are doing. So people over there that are actually like whooping each other's asses are doing it for nothing now. So I got to do my job from the curtain all the way back to the curtain. Well, and and you certainly do. And I I, I would honestly say probably more so than most of the performers that I've ever seen. And I'm not just talking there. I'm talking ECW shows that I saw 20 years ago. You know, those guys would get out in the crowd and there'd be something going on in the ring and they they take a breather. They're not given. They just jumped over the ropes five rows deep into some chairs. <laughs> so maybe maybe you deserve a breather. But at the same time, like, you know, just seeing that that 
level of selling. It's one of the psychological aspects that I feel like in this day and age gets lost from time to time is like just keeping it believable in the room, making it all work. You know, so my question for you then is, do you work in which style? Crisp, snug or stiff? Because I'm sure it's one of those three. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on how I like you. Um, no, I just kidding. I actually work. I work snug. I'd prefer when Kevin Cross punches me, I would do the opposite of what everybody else would do and probably put my chin in just a couple more inches in just so it would make it look a little bit better. And then I'd regret it for weeks after. Um, but it'll get look real good on TV, damn it. So uh, I work snug. I'd prefer that. So I like, I like working people like Mil Muertes and seeing how well we can go. And you know how he works. And that's, he's more stiff and snug, but it's, I like that kind of match. I like that kind of match where you feel what's going on and it's easy to, easy to sell what's real. Yeah. He, he, he works snug with the crowd sometimes even. <laughs> yeah. Everyone kind of stays on their toes around him. I remember, I remember in season one, he used to say move. And uh, I don't believe you even get that if you're in the crowd anymore from from Mill. I think it's just like he's in your general area. Put your head on a swivel because a spot might be coming your way. And if you don't get out of the way, you're you just better sell because you're in the spot. No one says nobody more. There's a body about to be in your chair that might not be yours. Yeah. Um, So let, let me back up just a little bit for for those who don't know. So so how exactly did you get into Lucha Underground? Was it through the the Eric Van Wagner connection since he was a producer on Tough Enough? Or did you know DJ or did you just hit him up randomly? How did it happen? Uh, Adultfriendfinder.com. <laughs> Unfamiliar. Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, no, actually, it was Eric Van Wagner connection. He saw me on Tough Enough and uh, was kind enough to give me a call before Lucha Underground had the name Lucha Underground. Um, he, it was about a year before. He said, hey, we're going to bring Lucha Libre, like Mexico style, up to America. Would you be interested? I don't know what it's called or what you'd be doing, but would you be down? I said, yeah, sure. And uh, I was lucky enough to be the first one signed. I didn't need to go through some tryout or anything like that. They just hired me and. It was super cool until I got a concussion and couldn't wrestle for most of the first season. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, it's interesting because your 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 day one is so much different than where you are now. And I, I'm curious if you're, if, you know, what were you thinking you were coming in as? What did you know about what your progression would be? Or did you think that well, he was probably thinking he was going to pull a rabbit out of a hat because he was supposed to be some kind of magician, wasn't he? Bada boom. I was supposed to be Magnificent Martin. With, wow. Followed by the beautiful Brenda. Man, I'm so glad our careers didn't go that way. She's <laughs> doing fantastic, and I'm glad to be them off. <laughs> yeah, I was also going to be Mil Muertes. That would have been a boring Mil Muertes, I think. Yeah, that would have been a, a bit different. Different, yeah. yes. I wouldn't say boring. It would have been different. I... I I feel like you in wrestling and in characters, I, it, it's easier when you're just moving the dial up on something that's you. Being a hard ass is something that I, I, that's not me. I'd rather wear a Ninja Turtle outfit and play video games and like goof off rather than like be tough. I, I couldn't walk down the street and be a Kevin Cross to save my life. Okay, but on that note, we have a question here. And this is the question people really want to know. Um, so 
if you, you know, in an alternate timeline had to be Mil Muertes, would you prefer your name to be uh, Martin Muertes or Mil Casos? Mm. Mm. <laughs> the, the decisions. I'm not even quite sure what to say to that. I'm going to go with just Muertes because I prefer just death over a thousand deaths. I only need once, one time to die. I'm good with that. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to go with that. Dying a thousand times sounds horrible, I think. But see, it almost makes sense to me, the, the pajama outfit he had in the first season. I could have seen you in the blue pajamas. Yeah, the pajamas are weird. Like, you could have made that work, I feel like. You, you, you like that over what I'm wearing now with all of my eccentric clothing of two inches worth of cloth? <laughs> I thought your tights could be a little shorter. But other than that, they're pretty good. I'm working on We're working with the wardrobe. We're trying not to have a malfunction. I want to make sure it's small enough to have a malfunction, or not to have a malfunction, but enough so that you are all happy every time you see me. <laughs> well, you do need enough room to keep creepy things in there. So I don't have a lot of pockets, okay? I got to keep things in there. I'm just making my pictures smaller. So I'm good thing things are digital. You should see my phone when I'm in there. Now, how, how what's up with the lunch boxes, man? Yeah. That that would be. Don't you have a lunchbox? That would be so over if you are you selling the lunchboxes? Are you telling Lucha? I'm I'm tell yes I'm telling Lucha sell the lunchboxes. I'm not I'm, saying a thing. I'm not a rat. Yeah. Then no, I would probably definitely never sell those uh, lunchboxes. But if people were wanting to buy them, they'll be on marketsouth.com is where I would normally put them. But uh. No, I would probably never sell those things, but I think they would really be hot sellers. If people want to get them, they would probably be at martincasales.com. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it just seems like it would be a solid idea that somebody should, you know, somebody should handle one of these days. Should I include a fork? <laughs> replica lunch boxes and replica forks. And a phoenix. <laughs> and phoenix forehead on the fork. Phoenix, like the little pieces of flesh. I actually, we are shooting Lucha Underground as we speak. I'm. This is why I'm in Los Angeles. So, spoiler alert: there's a Lucha Underground four coming soon. Oh, um, and I found my lunchbox, and that I might be have to bring that back. I won't lie; it's still got Phoenix's blood on it. They won't let me take it home. I'm wondering if that's going to be like, is there going to be a Lucha Underground Museum or something? Because I want to take that shit home and have that on my like thing with the rest of Phoenix's masks. I have Phoenix's mask. I have Puna's, Puma's mask. I have a bunch of people's masks. I'd like to have like the bloody lunchbox next to the bloody mask. That would See, be a fun. This is one of the weird things about Lucha Underground too, being more of a TV show than a promotion. They have a freaking prop department and, uh, you know, the, the, we yeah. saw it happen a couple weeks ago at the new temple where the you know the PAs come out and they grab things that were like you know thrown out into the crowd during a match but you don't get to go home with that shit like the, they swarm on you to get that shit back in the prop department which is very unusual for a wrestling show normally if it goes out into the crowd yeah you just never expect to get that shit back if you're wearing it to the ring you is you are in charge of one person to set your stuff down if i take off my shirt i better give it to one person or else the crowd is taking it and i better not expect it back at all you're right, right. You know, well, I've but, seen Mundo throw his glasses at someone and hit them, and they're like, "What just happened?" And someone takes the glasses away from him. Like they're that, they're, they're that on top of it. 
they, town. they actually come out and take the glasses, Byron. That's hilarious. I have some lunar yeah. glasses, but I think he gave them to me. I don't know. I don't like that guy's attitude, so <laughs> I would never wear his glasses. He seems like he's just kind of a rotten individual. Well, it sucks because my mom really likes his abs, so she's going to be here. <laughs> And she's going to be wearing Johnny Mundo glasses, I think. And <laughs> there's, there's no way you can live that down. If your mother shows up to the temple and she's wearing a, a, a pair of Mundos, we really, really are going to have to yeah. fuck with you for a long time. You know that, right? I will never live it down. And this crappy thing is I know it's coming. It's going to happen. There's nothing I can do to stop it. I got to say, one of, my favorite, one of my favorite moments, I think it was season three, was when your parents came by and you took them to the merch booth and then everyone started doing the moth stuff for you. And then you just, you carried the crowd in front of your parents and it was just the coolest thing to show how much everyone loved you in front of them. It was really awesome. It was very nice. The believers are unique because they pretty much took care of my mom and went up and started like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. You're Marty's mom. My mom's like, oh my God, I have no idea who these people are. <laughs> Um, but the believers are awesome. Well, cause they will boo the crap out of me and then say hi to my mom and say how much they love me and then flip me off and get into the ring, <laughs> which keep doing that. Don't you fuckers like me. I don't want you to like me. I like the booze. Keep bringing them. Yeah. It's uh well, I, I gotta say it's pretty easy. The second you walk down to the room, the ring, it's like, you know, if, if anyone sees you on the street, you seem like a very affable person. But, uh, as soon as you walk out at the temple, you make it pretty easy to hate you. Yeah. Hey, one of our most Jim Velasquez spit on people, dude. Oh, I spit in that direction. You guys just happen to be in the way of my movie. (laughs) I've never been spit on uh, at the temple. I I tend to avoid it, but uh, Byron I think leans into it just like you lean the the chin a little forward for the snug hits. I think Byron, you just hide behind me and push me into it. (laughs) That's a smart move, man. That's a smart move. I'm not. I'm no idiot. Um, who was there last week? Oh, uh, from the uh, a couple of uh, parents stopped in from the open road. I think Son of Havoc's mom and grandma were there last week, and uh, they got some Lucha love too. Yes, I didn't know Lucha's uh, or Matt Cross's mom is pretty like known in the scene, oh. and so like, oh my god, that is Cross's mom. So they were calling him before he knew that she was there because he didn't know that she was there. Yeah, it was funny because uh, they got put in the VIP at the last minute because they actually just got their own tickets online like everyone else. <laughs> he did not He did not invite his mom to the show. She just came. And I don't think she'd been wow. to Lucha before. She was like, I'm coming. I want to see what you do. <laughs> and everyone's like, dude, Matt, that's your mom. You're your grandma. And he's like, oh, oh, my God, that is my grandma. My grandma's here. Guys, my grandma's here. <laughs> and had no clue. He was completely clueless. I think that's awesome of Grandma. Go Grandma! It is totally Absolutely. awesome. Absolutely amazing. Um, that was fun stuff. We're also uh, we're also being joined now by one of our other regular co-hosts, Jim Velasco. What's going on, Jim? We got uh, Cross sitting in for Casey tonight, and our guest is uh, Martin Casaus. Am I saying that correctly, Casaus? Wow, I'm actually quite impressed. You did say it right the first time and the second. I love it. Wow, I've been saying it wrong this entire time. I had no idea how to pronounce it. I think yeah. I was saying like Costas or something like that. I have no idea. It's a Mexican That's, name. It's Mexican? I'm Filipino, despite everyone probably at the temple thinking I'm Mexican. So I'm putting that out there now. Don't you yeah, speak, I just don't lost you speak $5. Spanish? 
I do not speak any Spanish, even though literally when I was in line this past uh, Saturday, Juan, the guy who runs security at the line, he just started speaking to me in Spanish. I'm just like, yeah, uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that when I go to Mexico and wrestle in AAA and they're like, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ow, I have no idea what you mean. I don't know. I'm just going to punch you in the face. I don't know what you said. Oh. Yeah, how does that work in the ring when you're working the the lucha libre style with those guys? I mean, do do, do you need to speak Spanish, or is it just kind of a universal language of uh, go here next? Or how does it work? Uh, you can kind of work things out. It's kind of a universal language, um, but everyone's got their own twists and stuff to it. But hey, I'm gonna punch you in the face. That's pretty universal, and hey, I don't have very intricate moves you see me doing you see the top three moves of martin casals because there's only three moves of martin casals in mexico do you punch people with your left hand instead of your right hand <laughs> i feel like they would be having black eyes like crazy and they would get seriously messed up if i punched them with my left <laughs> all right so i promised uh i promised this to a couple of listeners that um I would talk to both you and and Mr. Cross about gym etiquette because um, we have some issues. Now, Martin, you're one of those guys. You say you don't wipe down shit, but gym etiquette wise, what's important when you're in the gym? That people stay the hell out of my way. That's good. Fun much. Um, as far as etiquette wise, put your weights back. Like, I don't even care if it's in the same order. Like, just put them, like, put the 50s together. Or if you're going to take the 45s, take the 45s. Like, don't put one 45 here, and you don't use the other one, so you put it over here with the 10s. Now I'm all sorts of confused. Now, like, my max is sitting there by the 10s. Like, my max is the 10s. You're fucking me up by putting on the 10s next to the 45s. It screws with me. It just, it screws me with me. So just please put the weights, like, by where they're supposed to be. That's the thing that bugs me. Now... What about the the infamous gym selfie? When you're waiting to get on a piece of equipment and the person stops at the end of their reps and they're taking the selfie and they're not getting it right, how do you feel about the infamous gym selfie? Because this is one that's one of my biggest pet. How do you get it right? Time. I need to know. <laughs> I know. I needed. I need the class on how to get this shit right. I really need it. Like, if you could teach that to me, I'd be all for it. I hate the gym selfie. The crappy thing is, is. I have to do the gym selfie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you might actually be the person that people want to see at the gym. I mean, being a professional wrestler, I got to imagine that your Instagram and whatnot has got to occasionally contain a gym selfie or else you're going to lose fans. Exactly. It hasn't contained enough. And that's why I got to actually my girlfriend forced me to go to the gym today and we're taking pictures and I feel like a complete idiot while I'm doing it. I hate it. It's retarded, but. I hate that I have to say sometimes it's necessary. Yeah, it's marketing. What's your favorite pose? What muscle do you like to show off the most? Uh, from, the, what a, from the chat room. What a poseable muscle? What 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 uh, what poses do you like the most, or uh, what muscles do you like to? It's from the chat room. Paul Cross wants to know what muscles you like to flex the most in your gym selfies. Uh, I would probably have to go number one, my beautiful face. Yeah, it's um, a good muscle. You got to go throw those abs because team fit, fat, galore. I'm going to have to go through the abs. 
me and me and uh, Paul London are far part of Team Fit Fat. Where no, so okay, it was I. Here's the thing about Lucha Underground is I get I like to record the matches as they happen, so I can critique them later. Maybe I could do something. Maybe I could make the character a little bit better. But I have my friends record the matches, and I can hear what the rest of the guys are saying on the about the show. I'm like, oh, that sucked. Oh, that was awesome. Ah. <laughs> So when Prince Puma says, yeah, and I, he, he's like, he's fit, but he's fat, but he's, I'm not quite sure. He's like fit fat. He's fit fat. I'm like, oh, okay. Thanks, Trevor. That's, that's team fit fat. Thank you, Ricochet. Team fit fat. Hashtag. <laughs> Hashtag team fit fat. You heard it right here. Um, hey, Cross, you got to talk to me about sauna etiquette. Holy shit. I've got this song that I really want to listen to in the sauna next time I go in there. No, Is that going to no, work for you? We're going we're gonna to let everybody know what the fucking deal is with the sauna phone. Oh, God. Just briefly say, when I was a fucking kid, uh, when I grew up in New York, and uh, I went to the gym with uh, combat sport athletes. My father was a combat sport athlete, my grandfather, my uncles. And this was, you know, late 80s or 90s, and everyone was super polite and supposed to be in an environment self-development. When you go into the sauna, you sit down and you shut the fuck up. There's 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 not a single sound because usually when people are in the sauna, they're cutting weight. And if they're not cutting weight, it just can be very difficult for people. And um, you want to hear people talking about bullshit at work. Nobody wants to hear couples arguing if it's co-ed sauna. Nobody wants to hear your fucking music on your phone. I mean, I honest to God, I talked about it earlier yesterday. I've seen people get knocked the fuck out in the early 90s at the gym, and it really was the best thing that could have ever happened. I mean, really, because these people had, they were like, I mean, some people fucking need it. Common sense will get you so far into the gym, you'd be all right. But, I, you know, we're living in an era now where it's like this, everything is like this big ego trip. It's, it's egocentric personalities. People come to the gym trying to project rather than just be and uh just number one in general there's a sauna or in the gym just don't make things into a fucking spectacle so fucking simple justin don't play that song it won't end up good for you i mean i think you can play the song but keep the camera on (laughs) hold this guy's fucking face on the grill yesterday i wanted to grab him by the back of his neck and just be like hey man what, what the fuck's going on and just like hold his fucking head on the grill you get mad kevin cross let's not piss off kevin cross put that on no. your to-do list not do that i so really want to just like find a sauna that crosses in and go in with like one direction blaring off of my iphone and just kind of see what happens uh goodbye justin nice knowing you uh, will you tell me when you do so i can bring my camera <laughs> oh man give me the twitter login before you do so i can keep the thing going no i wouldn't you know i wouldn't i i i'm smarter than that i'm smarter i don't know i don't know if you'd be able to do twitter after that Hey, but Cross, if you could you, do it, I would love to put it on my YouTube channel. That'd be fantastic. I mean, look, if I'm going to do it, I'm definitely going to have some kind of video evidence. Um, like the, the time um, Mr. Cross went and spoke to a friend of his at the radio station, which is, by the way, my favorite pro- promo of the last, I don't know, three years. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah. 
where that what was the line you said you were going to break him in half like a cheap korean toy or something it was great i don't know <laughs> an action figure i'm gonna break his neck like a cheap action figure <laughs> <laughs> i was uh yeah that was that was a long day it was a long day with espressos involved and uh yeah paul paulie has reformed himself you know back from the days when uh, i had to show up where he worked turds tell his underwear in the corner. But, uh, yeah i mean it's I, this whole gym thing I mean, have you guys ever heard of dr Rhonda patrick i don't think i have okay well dr Rhonda patrick is uh i believe she's either like a biologist or a kinesiologist she's she's bioscience she recently just did this video that came out a few months ago regarding the benefits of sauna I'm not going to go into it now. Maybe that's not what everybody wants to hear. There's a lot. Of I want to hear benefits. it. Okay, here's the point. So going into the sauna, who just put that fucking song on? <laughs> uh, going into the benefits, going into the going going into the sauna and the benefits. Basically, there's this thing called heat shock proteins in your body, and these proteins are can't be activated until you get into certain. They can do is they can reverse heart disease. They can reverse dementia. Basically, it helps dead cells in your body. Sauna is not just biological agent. So when she released that video a few months ago, now everybody's in the motherfucking sauna, and it's like you have all these people coming in there talking. It's just it's with the sauna shit. It's just it's it's too much. Well, I mean, do you need the sauna? Doesn't Explicit Labs make something for, for you so you don't even need to go to the sauna? We're going to create a sauna suit where you put it on and it fucking sets you on fire like Freddy Krueger. <laughs> <laughs> See, and this is this is why Cross is the perfect guy to uh, replace Casey. He really is opinionated and still got in a Freddy Krueger comment. Oh, yes. Yeah. We need yeah. at least one a week. You're gonna I won't lie. Sauna is my favorite yeah. part of workouts. Like that's my favorite part of work. The going to the gym is the sauna part and leaving the gym. <laughs> <laughs> the sauna and then leaving. I get that. I could be down with that. I feel like if I ever went to the gym with Kim Cross, I wouldn't come out alive because he'd kill me for either my etiquette or shit that I just do that I don't think about, or because I go to the sauna and I'll probably listen to my music and talk with my girlfriend and then he'd kill me. No. No! Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Scared. You are. Oh, this is why I had to ask. I just had, I didn't I didn't mean to get you in a in a bad place, uh, Kevin. You know, it's you know, it's gonna be violence. They're, they're, what if she takes my pictures for me in the sauna or at the gym? Does that make it better, Kevin, or worse? You know, I, I just don't understand why anyone would ever take a picture of a person in a fucking sauna, though. Like, what, what, what is the deal with that, as Jerry Seinfeld would say? Have you ever gotten paid from social media? Certainly, but I mean, would you, like, of all the places in the fucking world and the endless possibilities of places to take pictures, what is the, what is the benefit and the revenue generated from taking a picture in a dark sauna with seven other people? I need people to see my booty and them squats. That's apparently what ninety nine percent of the women on Instagram think. Fair enough, but we we have another question. <laughs> this, is real, this is the real question people want to know, Marty. What would be what would generate more revenue out of the Marty the Moth lunchbox? A lunchbox 
with a little bit of Melissa Santos's hair, uh, pieces of Phoenix's Uh, did we lose him? Phoenix is what? I think Phoenix Phoenix is skin. But I'm gonna already go with Melissa Santos and say Or skin. I feel like Melissa Santos is kind of the trump card. Like, especially Melissa Santos's hair. Like, and that would probably be the super yeah, that's something that would fit into the Marty the Moth lunchbox is Marty Mo uh, Melissa Santos's hair that actually kind of creepily fit. Now that's going to be an awkward conversation with her is, hey, can I have your hair for a couple months while I fill up these boxes? <laughs> and the people buying those would basically be living the Marty the Moth gimmick. <laughs> and that's a scary I mean, thing. And that's a very, very scary, scary thing. Chris and Joseph said that he wrote the characters for the people he gave the characters to. So what I'm curious about is, does he think I'm like a kidnapping, torturing, crazy dude? Am I just, oh, going back to, oh, sorry. You guys talked about uh, like story arc, like kind of where my character was on day one versus here. Yeah, yeah. I was supposed to be the comedic relief. Yeah. So I would be brought in and make people laugh. So does Krista Joseph just thinks I'm like goofball? You were awesome as that, but what, what would you say is a turning point that took you from that guy to who you are now? Um, I actually went and talked with him. I said, uh, mm, comic relief is super fun and I love doing it, but I know the comedic relief guy doesn't hold championships. So that's where the dark turn came from. I went and talked to Vampiro and, uh, if you're going to get dark, Vampire is one dude to go ahead and get dark. He's the one that knows how. So that's kind of when we started throwing around ideas. And then I started kidnapping people. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. That was like really weird, dude. I mean, I, I didn't think the kidnapping was weird. It was the it was the strange overtones with Mariposa that really creeped me out the most, I think. Or undertones. Well, I, I, speak of. I don't know. There was just a few times when you guys were face to face, really close, and it was a little weird because she's your sister. Yeah, she's my sister. What's wrong with that? Oh boy. What are you thinking? I'm thinking nothing. Thank you. I say nothing. I know nothing. What is it that's going through your head right now? That's that, that's making you creeped out. I'm not quite sure. I well, let me. Are, let... are you projecting, Justin? This is weird for now that you bring it up. No, but I don't. I don't have a no, sister. No, I've never. Because I've never done anything, and I put my face near my sister because she's my sister. What would, what are you insinuating? I just felt like there was some moments with some other kinds of tension between you guys. It is. It's roughing in that Lucha Underground arena. So much tension. <laughs> All um, different kinds of tension. But on, on a serious note, though, cheerleader Melissa is ridiculous she's another one that's like taya to me where um i don't know how you guys look at it but I, I seriously just think of her as one of the boys like the way that she wrestles the way she gets after it is tremendous to me um what what did you think about getting paired up with her and you know being a partner with her on times and having to go kind of face to face with her at times as well it's always been fun because uh, we'd met prior on the indie scene, um, so we knew of each other. And then when we got to do this, it was kind of 
we talked about some ideas. Okay, we're going to be brother and sister. What's kind of the worst, most fucked up things you can think of as far as mass murder, uh, sexuality, human interaction, and just in general? And then we started spitfiring some things to each other. And we're like, all right, you and me, this is going to work. It's going to go real good. So, it really did. Uh, I, I love the chemistry with the two of you guys, and and yeah. stylistically, I think it's a great fit too. I mean, that seems to be the the Moth Tribe style now. Yeah, well, there's definitely a style. I think it's fun that I get to insinuate certain things and let people's imaginations go wild. And uh, I think that's bringing you back to the questions you were asking me before about what's going on. What's going on is you have some sick, freak, uh, fucked up things in your head, and. <laughs> that's what's the funnest thing is I don't have to tell people what we're doing. I just have to insinuate and you guys can make up in your own heads what we're doing. I could be SN at home playing Nintendo 64 with my sister, but just because I put my face close to her, you think of something different. <laughs> well, I guess that is the, the genius part about uh, taking the character to a much darker place at times. It is kind of like the whole... To me, it's uh, I, I am literally just watching serial killers, and it's like, all right, Freddy Cougar, you see the hands go up, you see, you hear the girl scream, and then the screen goes to black. It's up to you to know what ha freaking happens. Sometimes they come back at the end of the movie and save the day. Usually not, but sometimes they do. <laughs> um, but you, you, I think it's scary to go let you guys in your own imaginations think of some screwed up stuff um, than anything we could put on TV. Okay, so season three is is cooking along, and we get to this little weapons of mass destruction match. Cooking um, along, mass destruction match was on like episode two, two, three. right? So yeah. we're but that was that was wrapping up um, that that storyline that was right. That's because it came out two. of the season two storyline. So you're getting yeah. there, and um, it's like match of the year. What was like, it like? That, and then, and then, fucking Ultima Lucha happens, and AR and Shane go and do this other thing. Tell me you weren't watching at Gorilla just pissed. Like, I had match of the year, and then these fuckers are coming to challenge me now with the whole nother thing, right? I mean, those were easily the two best matches all last season. Thank you very much. Well... I, he had a hell of a match. There's the difference. I don't really want to go through glass. I, I like myself. And I like my body. I'd like to be in movies. Like, I was in the last Adam Sandler one. I was in several movies in Utah. I, I'd like to do that without scars. And that limits me. And I'd really just... Okay, I just don't want to go through glass. I don't want to do that. That sucks. That sounds horrible. Um, that comes, it comes down to it. But yes, I was pissed. That was an awesome match, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, oh, it was both, amazing. Both both of them were were great matches, and and you know I'm I'm a sick fuck, so I kind of get into those. But you're you're not wrong. Like if you look at AR's back and you look at Shane's back, you probably don't really want to go there ever. <laughs> there was pieces of flesh from Shane's back when he came back, and he was just so happy. And I just don't know if that film would be the same if I had pieces of flesh hanging from my back. I don't think I'd be so happy. That was just horrible. It was like is like pieces of meat hanging from his shoulder blades. It was yeah. We gross. saw we we saw the flesh on the um. I don't know whose flesh it was because it was a while ago. But there was someone's flesh on the gurney 
in their match. I think that might have been AR's. Like I saw, I actually talked to AR when they were loading him up into the uh, ambulance, and uh, it was pretty. <laughs> it was it was pretty gnarly um, when when he did his match. So I don't know, but uh, I think you guys are all crazy. Like how does how does the weapons of mass destruction match happen? Like DJ comes up with a blow off, obviously, mm-hmm. but. How does it get from DJ saying, okay, now it's time to do something big to blow off this this feud to what the fuck you guys actually did in, in the wep- weapons of mass destruction match? Actually, to be honest, that match wasn't supposed to ever happen. Um, we, that feud with me and Shane were supposed to end in season two, like the second to last episode or something like that. Like something like, all right, we're going to just have you let you guys do like a... I think we had like an eight minute blow-off match and it was just like a regular match like oh or i think we had like six minutes there was some sometime where like i wish we just had more i feel me and shane were just having a lot of fun beating the living hell out of each other so it was like just just let us at least have like a 10 minute blow-off match and so i'm like i like kicking you in the face you like kicking me in the face should we go talk to joseph and see if like we can kick each other in the face longer yeah let's do that so we went and talked with uh, Chris to Joseph and like, we like kicking each other in the face. It's really fun. Uh, can we like at least have like a real blow off? Not like a, here's a filler blow off kind of match. And he's like, yeah, okay, let's change that. So this was the day of, and he literally changed what they were doing the day of and the next day. So that was awesome. But then we went into ending season two not knowing what the heck was going to happen and then they came to us and said hey you're going to have a, a match we're going to call it weapons of mass destructions anything military you want there just let us know and then you guys can just kill each other <laughs> I yeah, like was a, that simple <laughs> when they were setting up the match with all the props and everything there was a buzz like we knew something big was going to happen. It was, it was like we knew it was going to be insane. Just watching like machine guns being put out. I know, specifically like, remember uh, DJ coming up to us and was like, "Wait till you guys see Marty." Yeah, yeah. Because of my outfit, or well, yeah, because you, yeah. you had like the entire like the bullets hanging from your shoulders. You ha- came out with a gun. It was amazing. Dude, I hated it because like the blood. So the we're pretty much what like the he threw a couple punches. I got thrown over. Like one of the bigger things right off the bat was getting hit in the head with a machine gun. Well, that sucks because my blood starts flowing because it's a freaking machine gun to the forehead. It's a freaking machine gun <laughs> to the forehead, and um, so I'm bleeding right off the bat. And they put war paint all over me. I looked cool and it sucks because that means the blood stayed here and then the war paint mixed with the blood and then it all just decided to hang out in my eyeballs so i couldn't see shit that entire match so when you guys talk about stiff like it's great because a lot of that's real because you can't see it coming because the blood and the paint was mixed together and i got hit with so much shit in that match i can't i couldn't see any of it long story short i don't like paint that's what happens. I don't freaking like paint or blood <laughs> on my face at the same time. <laughs> uh, Kevin, what do you have I to say about rant. that? Sounds like a lot of whining. There's a, a big rant on just goddamn blood and paint suck in your eyeball. And I don't want, I don't like face paint. Well, Kevin, you had your face. 
you know, I think I think what the fans really want to know right now, Marty, is would you be willing to do a weapons of mass destruction too? And if so, who would your opponent be? Someone on the Lucha Underground roster currently, right? Ah, uh, how about Kevin Cross gets signed Lucha Underground and we do it with him? That would be awesome. That would be great. Oh, That'd be amazing, because then I could just beat you with things. I wouldn't want to go toe-to-toe. I want to just beat you with things. That'd be great. It'd be fine. I would, I would bring ammunition in my little underwear, and I would load the firearm, and I would shoot my golf. <laughs> they cut I'd, the I'd, part I'd, of me with my missile on my penis. They, that made me sad. I'm all lying. <laughs> they cut that part off air. I don't, you guys said I could say anything on this podcast, so oh, I'm absolutely. going to say anything that pops up. But they cut out the part with my penis as the missile. It made me sad. Just saying. Damn editors. Damn standards and practices. They probably didn't have time. They cut it for timing purposes. It's honestly one of the things about Lucha Underground, though, that that I think more wrestlers should take advantage of, the fact that they have editing. Like, go ahead and say something outrageous. Go ahead and, and do a missile penis if you want. Like, yeah, what's it gonna hurt? as long as it's not in the middle of the, the, the go home spot or whatever. Like, who cares? Like, you, they right. Make it, it edible. Make it editable so you can take it out and then do whatever you, guys, you want. Yeah, yeah make it, it edible. <laughs> no, don't make his missile penis edible. That's make not what edible. we're talking about. Do you need to eat that shit. My girlfriend just popped so hard for what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> I want, I just, yeah, no, you're getting on right now. This is for, yes, yes. Edible missile penis is coming your way very soon. Oh, dear God, is what she said. What website do we go to to buy those things? <laughs> <laughs> That'll be on my website soon at markshouse.com. Edible missile penis. Martin Casals. What were you doing in Sundance? You want to talk about movies? What were you doing in Sundance? Um, actually, I was there checking out the movie scene. It's weird because Utah has like, there's a lot of clicks out there. It's like a small scene, but everyone thinks of the shit. But there's some awesome movies that come out of it, and then some not so good movies that come out of it. Um, I am actually. I'm going to see what can happen here in Los Angeles while I'm here. Uh, me and Kevin were in the last Adam Sandler, so that one was fun. But, Ooh. man, I like the weather here in Los Angeles so much more than Utah. It is like six inches of wet snow right now. And so if I'm going to act, I'd rather be in shorts and warm than freaking cold as shit with six inches of snow. That sounds like a much better choice. Yeah, yeah no, I actually no, I love Lucha Underground. Back, sorry, back to acting. I know you're asking about acting. Um, acting, um, I that's why I actually like Lucha Underground better. Today I did, I just did a bunch of shooting at Lucha Under, Lucha Underground. It was all acting. I didn't take a single bump. It was. <laughs> that's cool. It. it was great. Well, and uh, I would like to do that a lot more. So I have to ask you. Um, How's it working with Lucha Underground's unsung hero, Skip? I mean, a lot of people out there know DJ and they know EV Dub, but they don't realize that that Skip is the the third head of the three-headed monster. And I'm assuming you were probably working with him if you're not wrestling. So what's it like working with, with Skip and doing the, the vignette stuff without giving away too much? I love working with Skip. And me and him, I he, we have a relationship where I could just start doing, throw things out there. And he's like, yeah, I like that. Let's do that. 
And uh, I like when people are open to suggestions. If people weren't open to suggestions, there wouldn't be the Weapons of Mass Destruction match. And that's what I love about Lucha. Um, if people weren't open to suggestions, that most of my scenes wouldn't be as cool or as fun or elaborate as they are within what you see. So I really love working with Skip. That dude is awesome. He has some screwed up things we're coming for season four with. I'm so excited for this. Uh, I mean, I can't wait. I've seen, I've seen every second of everything that's been done at the temple for season four so far. And it's funny because I'm sitting there and already we're halfway through the season and I'm just like, I have no clue what the fuck is going on with this storyline. Like, I know there's some <laughs> badass shit going on backstage or, you know, you'll have seen a match. You'll think, yeah. oh, OK, it went here and here and here. And then, you know, you come out and there's been this progression of story that clearly we haven't seen. And you're like, oh, shit, it is going to be some shit. And, and it makes it still fun for all of us guys that actually go to the temple all the time to still get to see the show because believe me people can post spoilers all day long if they want to but i guarantee you have no clue even if you've read match by match minute by minute spoilers you still have no fucking clue what is going to happen in that show i 100 agree because i have no idea what the hell is happening in the show they don't tell me what the hell I'm doing until I get there and there's like a whiteboard that they write down the matches of. Like we get there, like lobby is like nine o'clock. We have to get there at like 9.30, we eat catering. Oh, our life is so hard. I love this freaking show. Um, and then eventually they come out with a board of you're fighting who, you're fighting who, you're fighting who. That's how we figure out who the hell we're fighting that day. They don't tell us like, hey, the storyline's gonna be this. We're thinking for the next three weeks you're gonna be fighting this guy. No, they don't tell us shit. <laughs> you go there and you fight whoever shows up on the whiteboard with you. Now, are you worried one day that you're gonna show up and there's just gonna be some big X through your name and De Joseph's gonna murder you off in some grisly fucking accident? Like he's gonna have Vinny Massaro come in with a bunch of pizza-eating mobsters and kill you? Like, does the I better get a slice of pizza before I die. That's all I have to say. Um, I I would, except at Lucha Underground, it doesn't matter if you die. We can find ways to bring you back, baby. So. I'm not horribly worried, and the way the crowd's been reacting, I, I feel like job security. I'm not too worried on it. Okay. I mean, look, I cheered a lot for Bale. I'm just saying, I cheered a lot. For oh, Bale. that's true. That's that's still that's too piece. soon. I miss Bale. Oh. Uh, B-boy. Come out for the homies. B-boy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, I think I actually, that's always, I'm not concerned. Um, if things ever go that way, it's probably something that I screwed up on. Because um, it seems like when people do get killed off, usually they stick around and they give them some different character. Uh, you, that's what I like about Lieutenant Ground. It's a family, kind of, we're all in this together. Now you're part of the group, come on in. And if you die now, you're going to be this person later. I'm just saying, you, you might want to keep uh, your skills up on those magic tricks just in case you die and have to come back as the magician Ooh. after all. I feel like you guys are in for some shitty magic coming up then. <laughs> if you're Marty the Magician, what would your finish be? Uh, I should be lame and say the abracadabra or something like that. <laughs> it's the uh, Saw Believer in Half, and it starts with you, Byron. 
No, I, I love that. That's I a little bit of Marty the Moth and the, Mag- the Magnificent Marty all at once. Let's I mean, play a game. That would be awesome if you came out to do tricks and they just weren't tricks. Like you just you actually just saw somebody people. in half and they just bled all over the fucking ring. It'd be great. <laughs> then you go, ta If you get somebody gets sawed in half and sees the spot, come for him. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's still life to that gimmick. There could be something there. We should find the people, the fans who are who are posting spoilers, and then you pull them out of the crowd and cut them in half. <laughs> Live deaths on Lucha Underground. Check in on next Wednesday. Yeah. Okay, but to be fair, Byron, it was it's not the fans that are po- posting the spoilers. It's the best friends of. Okay, you, you know, should find. You should find. Is that uh, who it is? No, it's a friend of the guy posting the spoilers. So and we know who it is. There's a couple guys out there that have posted spoilers. Yeah. One of which I, I know personally, the other of which I don't. And, and you know, you know, you get what you you get what you deserve. You know what I mean? It's there's karma. There's karma in the world. I want to find a piece of them. Does that help? What do you guys box. think? The spoilers? It depends. I, I'll I mean, say this. I'm I'm not. I'm not too upset about talent spoilers. I mean, those things yeah. are going to be out there and I almost think it's unfair to not let talent use the fact that they've been someplace or appearing someplace. So I, I don't mind the talent spoilers of saying, Hey, this guy showed up and he's new. And honestly, I think that raises interest and people are going to want to watch to see how they debuted and what they did when they debuted. I don't mind those the match by match results. Um, people telling storylines and stuff like that. I think that does hurt the product. That's the stuff I don't really want to see. Yeah. I don't want to know like who went over. I don't want to know like who's got the belts. Um, so that's yeah. stuff, stuff that's going to get out too. Every time a belt changes hands, that seems to get out. And, and it's on Wikipedia. Tends to be. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it is on Wikipedia. And, uh, you know, with the production cycle of Lucha Underground lagging quite a bit the last season. Um, some of that stuff was kind of catastrophic. You know, a lot of people knew the ending of season three before you got to it. And man, I'm telling you, when we were sitting there in the temple and we got to the end of season three, it was fucking tremendous. And anybody who had that ruined for them really missed out on, I think, a fun experience. So I, I hope the, the, those aren't out there. But, you know, hey, if so-and-so who who is a known, you know, performer in some other place shows up all of a sudden and that gets out i'm fine with that personally as a fan i'm fine with that it's like knowing the actors in the movie but you don't want the ending ruined right yeah absolutely i i i I mean i think it's i think all the social media stuff that's been happening um everyone's posting their back and you're finding out some faces are there you know you'll see some people who aren't necessarily announced posting that they're in Los Angeles, so they're at a specific location. Um, I think all that in general is kind of good because Search Underground needs that kind of buzz, needs that attention, that excitement, because it's been so long. I think I mean, it helps. I like it. And some of it has to be obvious to a certain extent. It's like we're not we're not stupid. The Lucha Underground fans are are they're smarks for the most part. Uh, you know the the hardcore ones, and. They're going to figure out like, oh, hey, these seven guys that have worked Lucha Underground or have been talking to Lucha Underground aren't booked these three weekends and Lucha's running. Hmm. I wonder where they're going to be. It's like it's not it's not rocket science sometimes to figure out some of these things. So I don't you know, if somebody posts that that to me is that's not a spoiler. That's just that's hype. That's hype around a promotion. But, 
Yeah, we'll see. And again, I think people can post about the, the storylines all they want. We still don't know. I mean, there's guys that I've seen that I've thought were dead in the ring, and obviously things are going on backstage, and they're not. You know, you don't fucking know, man. You can think that you know the mind of Krista Joseph all day long, but anybody who's ever met DJ will tell you, you don't know the mind of Krista Joseph. That dude is sick and twisted, and he's got more tricks up his sleeve than you will ever fucking know, and he's going to yeah. unleash them at the, the strangest times, and he's just, you know, and that's what he gets the big bucks for. Yeah, the big money of Lucha Underground is that cinematic feature where you get to get into the characters and the storylines, the vignettes backstage, all that stuff. No one else does. And that will never get spoiled, which is the most Isn't that what wrestling thing. is? Just storytelling? Yeah. I think so, but I don't know if it's ever been uh, sci-fi, horror, genre... Uh, <laughs> Kind yeah, of. when you get to breathe fire like Drago. Yeah, I don't know if it's be ever awesome. been, you know, this grindhouse kind of storytelling before. And I think that's what's exciting about what they're doing with, with guys like yourself. I mean, look, if you had won Tough Enough and you had shown up at Developmental and uh, gone the WWE route and, and been on NXT or whatever, like, would you have ever had a creepy moment with your sister? I mean... <laughs> Ooh. I you know, love that that was the, 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 the pick for you to say, would you have ever done this? What? I love that's what you picked. Well, I mean, maybe you would have had a sister in that world, but she probably would have given birth to a hand or something. It wouldn't have been necessarily the same kind of, you know, grindhouse storytelling that we'd get with Lucha. It would have been silly. <laughs> I could have been a Funkadactyl. You would have been a good Funkadactyl. I could have been. It could have been me and Ariane just jamming it out. <laughs> I mean, there's it's lots no of stories one. out there like that. I mean, Vampiro could have been Gangrel. Like, how different would the Brood have been if Vampiro had been there instead? It would have been good. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, so here's that a question. For, I can't even, there's nothing I got to say on that. That was great. It would have been good. <laughs> Here, here's a question I have for, for both you and Mr. Cross. Um, and and you note, note that I said Mr. Cross because I really, really like my face to stay kind of the way it is. Um, <laughs> the worst potato you've ever gotten. Oh, and I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not talking like one of these weird mishap, like, you know, Sammy Callahan misses the chair and pops you in the head with a baseball bat kind of say oh, talk like, about that. <laughs> you're working a match and and, you know, you catch one that lumps you up real good. What's the worst potato you guys have ever got? Okay, well, it's it's a tie right now and I don't want it to be a tie. Right, but it's a fucking top. Uh, two of them actually happened at Lucia Brown on the Darks. <laughs> so um, one of them was uh, my first dark. Vinny Mazzaro gave me a concussion. Uh, first forearm. Uh, uh, I like literally, literally, uh, I couldn't smell anything. And yeah. Which, by the way, probably the first concussion. I think I've probably ever had in my life boxing since I was maybe 10 years old. Uh, and one that is a attack was Shane Strickland jumping off of the 
talking in the air. <laughs> that the double stops my my face and head from about yeah very very. Hot. So Vinny and Shane, <laughs> I remember the boot size bruise. Yeah, that was actually just mentioned in the chat room by you, Byron. But yeah, we were there for that, and I just remember like. Like, that spot oh. happened and then when you came back out later we were just like holy shit well that kill shot's gonna get fucked up yeah that was uh that was very bizarre <laughs> okay <laughs> so i gotta i gotta ask did did you ever did you ever manage to give him a receipt for that one um no i didn't because we never worked again. But uh, I remember talking to him about it, and every everyone we were all collecting this dog together. Everyone was like, I didn't have to say anything really. Uh, we were in the back, and everyone was like, How the fuck did you miss his chest? And he was like, Oh, well, it's because he burned his face. And they were like, What? He's like, Yeah, yeah, he turned his face. And they were like, So you're saying that because he turned his face, you missed his chest? and landed on his head. No, no, Shane. Uh, if if Kevin didn't turn his face, he would have landed on his fucking nose and broke all his teeth. And he was like, No, 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 no. And they're like, Yeah, man, you're what the fuck are you talking about? Well, I had a laugh about it. It was just very bizarre. I didn't. I, he saw it completely different. But I mean, shit happens. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't get mad about it. I didn't take it personal. Just when he landed on my face, I was like, What the fuck happened? <laughs> That was my reaction. I was like, what the f what? That was standing on my fucking <laughs> Oh God. To quote your boy Conan, tremendous. That's that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, amazing. we'll see now. Look, everybody watching the show, you have something to look forward to. If you ever happen to see uh, Cross and Shane Strickland in any kind of, of match, uh, I think everyone will have something to look forward to because you'll know the backstory and, and there's no heat with you guys though, right? Everything's cool no, in the real world not at all honestly uh everyone kind of looked at me like uh fucking term following day showed up and i worked and everyone was like somebody just jumped his fucking head from like a story high here to work the next day and uh you know it was kind of like it, it reinforced i guess the reputation i was attempting to build uh, joining the family so you know there's I, I, not at all it, it actually honestly so I was an actor, an actor. It's not that long. Uh, so it was cool. What about uh, what about you, Mister Casals? What uh, <laughs> you got what jumped guy? on? The I mean, those that, those are some pretty too. tremendous tr potato stories. There. <laughs> What's the worst one you've gotten? Uh, it's got to be, and it's a stupid story, but I'm pissed about it still. And I haven't told the guy yet about it. I haven't, I've seen the guy once. There's a guy actually in Colorado. He came in and he was going to, him and a police gimmick. And they were going to come beat up and join, like just beat up, stop the match and beat me and the guy, whoever I was fighting uh, and beat us up. Okay, cool. So I open up. Well, they're a cop gimmick. So they have a, those police sticks, those night sticks. Yeah, I saw your face right there. That's pretty much exactly where it goes next to. I'm getting beat. I'm getting cooked. I'm like, okay, that sucks. You guys came in too early. Um, anyways, but 
okay, here's my, I'm going to open up right here because that's what wrestlers do and make sure we do the best we can for you to make sure the show looks good the best it can. And then he takes his stick and he plants it in my ribs so hard that it breaks. Holy shit. It still hurts. Dude, this what was in that? September. This was September. Um, and uh, so I, I'm like, oh, man, that sucks. And I roll out of the ring. And he's like, hey, get back in the ring. Get back in the ring. I'm like, no. <laughs> like, no, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no. Me and my broken ribs say, fuck you. I'm not getting back in the ring right now. Absolutely. That's pretty much. Like, yep, no, I'm going to stay right the fuck here, and it's going to be a blast. No, that sounds horrible. You, I, my rib sucks right now. Anyway, so the match ends. The next week after that is Triple Mania in, I think it was Mexico City, Mexico. Oh, shit. Marty the Clown. Wow. Marty the Moth debuts as the leader of the Clown Tribe. And uh, how I was going to debut at that Triple Mania was I was going to run in at a certain point when, of course, uh, Aerostar kills himself by jumping from 70 feet in the air. If you guys have ever seen that show, Aerostar's yeah. crazy and has a lot of trust in a lot of guys. And uh, he jumps off 70 feet in the air, and my job is to run down there and make sure stuff happens after that. And... So I run down there, but I need to get there before the count of three because there's a pin coming. If I don't break up this pin, my boys, the, the titles change hands. But they didn't tell me that the entrance was like 50 yards fucking <laughs> deep. Like, so you know those guys, like, I don't know, what was it WrestleMania 25 or something where they have like the 100-yard sprint for their for the like WrestleMania or the, the what was the one with the rumble with like a stupid amount of distance between the ring and the entrance San like they're Antonio. sprinting down yeah, yeah I know there was one of them but that's that's what me and I had to do it within three seconds so I'm sprinting and in Mexico it was their triple mania their Wrestlemania and they have these giant TVs that had the sponsors there so my ribs are already broken because I know this is what broke my ribs is when this cop guy comes down and breaks my freaking ribs on with the cop stick. Thanks, Popo. And uh, I go to WrestleMania. I got three seconds to run down a 50-yard thing. So I'm sprinting down as fast as I can. I run down there and I jump because the advertisement for the TV thing was like eight feet tall. Oh, not eight. It was, it was tall. Long story short, it was taller than a normal ring. Almost so when I just jump in, it's all good. But when the ring's like this, I jumped in. If you go back and watch Triple Mania, I jumped in and went, and I hit the ring pretty much like that, like a moth would on a windshield. <laughs> That's not how you want your moths to be. Oh. No, and Drago told me, he's like, I thought you got hit. I thought <laughs> I, heard a, I heard a shotgun. And like a shotgun, no, that was me hitting the ring at full sprint. <laughs> I ran a four or five in high school, and I sprinted down that thing like my life depended on it. Because if they hit three, I, my AAA career was done. And uh, they got to two and a half. I killed myself on the ring, and then I went in there, and I had no air in me. And I try to break up the pin, 
but I already had broken ribs. So that like secured the deal. So my biggest break was the dude hitting me with the police thing. But Triple Mania like secured the deal for me so that I freaking hated life for the next still. <laughs> for the next still? <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Okay. I thought you said this wasn't a good story. This is a tremendous story. This is amazing. This is not a good story. My ribs still suck. This is freaking horrible. This sucks. I'm, but sorry. I'm sorry about your ribs, Marty. You also had to actually tell me what my biggest potato was. And okay, so I never actually told oh. that guy, hey, you potatoed me. I just thought it was like a hurt. Like, okay, I just got hit. Like, my ribs just kind of hurt, whatever. Well, he broke my ribs. I haven't actually told the guy yet. So this podcast might be what's telling him right now. I apologize, person who you know who you are. <laughs> now that you watch this podcast. Amazing. Well, hopefully he understands now the the very slight error in his ways and and maybe he'll send you a get well soon card. <laughs> um, I'm good. He's in Denver if he can send me whatever else I could text him <laughs> that send me. Um, that'd be great. Well, just tell you him he's got to buy you a well card. You can keep that get well card right there where it's at cuz I ain't going to read that. He's got to buy 10 shirts off your website. Hey Cross, I know you got to jump off. Um, anything you want to plug, brother? actually set up a website uh, for myself just recently, and I changed all my social media handles. It is KillerCross, K-R-O-S-S.com, and all of my social media handles are all on the website. If everything is real Killer Cross across the boards, all fucking pun intended, okay? <laughs> Super solid. So don't fuck that up or else um, Saito slams for all of you. Exactly. Um, where can we see you next, Kevin? Where are you going to be? I'm going to be at Bar Wrestling on Thursday, and then after that, I have absolutely no idea. I believe the next time you can see me will probably be House of Hardcore, actually, uh, St. James, New York. And then following that, the next day will be in Philadelphia. I believe the 23rd and the 24th back-to-back in March. Those are the immediate dates. Nice, nice, nice. Love it. All right, yeah. brother. Well, thank you so much for for guest hosting uh, in Casey's absence, I know you got to jet out, but uh, we're always glad to have you. Open invitation anytime you want to come by, and that's mostly because I know what you'll do to me if you don't have an open invitation. Well, I appreciate that, and I give you my word that your C6 vertebrae is safe. You and I are, you know, we are, like, you are my number one guy, and I think you understand that reference. I think you understand. What, what about my C6? Uh, it's in question right now, to be entirely honest with you. Uh, but you have one more question before I leave. The fans want to know. I mean, what the fans really want to know here, Marty, is uh, Casey is not here. Very disrespectful. Okay? Very. Okay. That's how you got here, right? That's what scares me the most. Exactly. You're here. Listen, this, this is this is this is more like Twilight Zone to me than anybody. But if, what the fans really want to know is, if you could get a hold of Case right now, would you prefer to get him a mandible claw through a second story window? Or a curb stop through a fishbowl with a goldfish in it full of water. Can I curb stomp you from the third story to the ground? Because then you left us. You, I, 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 that's my thing. Curb stomp is kind of my thing. So I've won a lot of matches that way. So I, I want to say curb stomp, but I don't like the fishbowl. How about we do the fishbowl? 
through the 45th floor, down to the 44th, the 43rd, all the way down until his head explodes because you left me with Kevin Cross. Why did you leave me? You left me with Kevin fucking Cross as a co-host to this podcast. And I blame you 100%. I would love to curb stomp your face in. So, Kevin Cross, you've done a wonderful job at this co-hosting of the podcast. As far as the answer for your question, I would say the curb stomp to the 45th floor. Excellent. The fans appreciate it. I appreciate being here. And, uh, hopefully, Marty, you and I one day will be able to get together and I could light you on fire. <laughs> I would love that, Kevin Cross. <laughs> I would prefer... You make me hot anyways. If you could give me a belly-to-belly while you're on fire through a car windshield as well. <laughs> we must be on fire to make this happen. Hey, if you do not light me on fire, I'm going to be so pissed. Yeah. All right. I'm going to uh, I'm going to email the booker right now and thank you everyone for having me. <laughs> thank you, thank Kevin, you Kevin. Appreciate it. Or Killer Cross at Kevin, Real Killer, killer Cross. <laughs> Real Killer Cross. Let's let not fuck that up because I really like my C6 where it is. Thanks as always, brother. Appreciate you. Way you never said shit about my C6. Listen, you know exactly what's going to happen. Your fucking C6. Okay? <laughs> that, sounds that sounds horrible. I love you. <laughs> Later, Cross. Um, all right, Marty. So quick last couple of things here. How are you liking the new ice temple? How do you feel about this new venue? The new change? Does it feel the same to you? Does it feel good? What do you think? Did I lose Marty? Yeah, I think he's frozen. Uh Oh, ice uh, temple frozen. Uh, <laughs> uh, wow. That's a good answer. I would say that um, speaking for Marty, that I enjoy the new Ice Temple. Um, it's a little bit more air conditioned, um, which if I'm Marty, I'm not wearing many clothes. I'd probably be happy that my nipples were hard while I do the moth pose. And then um, I'd be ha- also like I feel like the new Ice Temple probably has uh, like uh it's more intimate with the fans so I can spit on them more. <laughs> you really have this thing uh, for saliva now, Byron. What happened? Well, it's, it's just like, hey, man, I'm here. I'm just trying to boo you and tell you that you suck. You don't have to spit on my face. You know, like respect. Um, let's see. Marty's jet now, too. So. Thank okay. you to Marty for awesome. coming in. Some great stories. Lots of fun stuff. Um, and it's it's good to have uh, Cross filling in for Casey every now and yeah. then. Kind of puts things in perspective. <laughs> I don't know what perspective that is, per se. But uh, certainly a different perspective than you might have anticipated. Well, something definitely happened tonight. Yes, something something happened tonight. We learned about lunchboxes. We learned about potatoes. We learned about magicians. Um, oh, hey, there's Marty back. There he is. Try to get back to you. We lost each other. We were at the highest point of bye bye. <laughs> well, I was. I, I wanted to ask you. My 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 last thing was. Uh, I was asking you. How are you liking the new Ice Temple? How do you feel about uh, where things are at with Lucha Underground now? Without without spoiling it for anybody. 
It took some adjusting. Uh, we're gonna have to find some different places to destroy each other with. I think the old temple had some funner stuff to destroy each other with, but we'll see the creativity of these wrestlers. I like it because there's a lot more efficiency. We can do a lot more scenes there. The, like it's a way more efficient place to be at. And from what here, from what I hear about it, this is going to be the temple for quite a long time, as long as there's Lucha Underground's five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. Yeah, and I, I I hear the same thing, and I hear that the renewals for future seasons are are kind of already in place and going to be much easier to obtain. Hopefully, as long as El Rey stays moderately happy, there there won't be this long negotiation process like last time. So hopefully. Regular pickups, you know, a month and a half or so of filming every year, and this thing will be locked in, nice location. Um, I know for us uh, believers that come to the temple, the ticket process is much smoother this season, and mm -hmm. then you guys perform in there hasn't um, it hasn't missed a beat. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I felt like the first night was a little, little rusty, little there's a few little things was around the Friday. Edges. Was that the Friday? Yeah, that was the Friday, the first Friday. Mm -hmm. Um, but honestly, the guys kind of felt. Yeah, I feel like it, since then though it was like it was it, to me it was good that that happened because it felt like okay wake up call let's get our shit together let's get this dialed we're in a new place so fucking what let's get this thing knocked out the way that we know how to do it and then that next the very next day was amazing and, and all the shows since have been uh, spot on you know are you here this weekend I will be there all three days this weekend I believe. Do I have some things to look forward to? Looks like it. <laughs> He's doing the sign for not wanting to say anything. He put a zipper on his mouth. <laughs> That's yeah. for the podcast that people are listening. They can't see the visual. Oh, so yeah, we do an yeah, audio version too. But Long story short, season four, surprise, spoiler alert. Um, this is going to be a crazy-ass season that I want to tell you so much about right now, but I can't. But let's go off the air. Well, we'll have to... <laughs> yeah, do what? that either, but I love you. <laughs> we'll have to have you back after season's freaking awesome. It's going to be fun. After some of this stuff airs, we'll, we'll have you back on when we can actually talk about it and how much fun it was to do or something. We've, we've had to do that in the past because, yes, you can't say because if you say the DJ and EV Tub get mad at me and then my tickets get revoked and then I can't come and see it happen. And that just can't. That's just not allowed. Damn it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you were my who would you want to kidnap? Name anybody in the world. Ooh. Ooh. Are all three of us get to answer that? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, it's your podcast. You tell me. Ooh. I would. Mm. God dang it, that's a tough one. I think I would kidnap Cobra Moon so that she could kidnap a dragon for me. So I would have like <laughs> my own Khaleesi and my own dragon, and it would be like Game of Thrones <laughs> all day long. <laughs> World domination. I love the way you think. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking I'm thinking like the domino effect here. What about you, Byron? I'm thinking I would want to go big and kidnap Katrina and somehow use harvest her powers to run the temple or be friends with Mil Moritas. Because I'd rather be friends with them than not be friends with them. You know what I mean? It's a very smart life decision, I think. All right, Jimmy, what do you got? 
Uh, I mean, for me, the obvious answer for me, I think, is Aerostar, because then we could travel through time. It'd be like Quantum Leap. Uh, but we're kidnapping. We're not making someone be our best friend. But you just but you said you still kidnap him and have him make him your oh, best friend. There you go. I can make I mean, him travel through time. Take me through time <laughs> you with can it. make him. <laughs> All right, fair point. You could hold the super friend. Yeah, you get I to put your hand on the on his Iron Man glowing heart. I want a glowing mask. I want the light up yes. chest piece uh, as part of the kidnap deal, as it were. And the shitty can of Aquanet as a flamethrower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was one of my funniest things I've ever seen. There's no insurance company in the world that wants Aerostar to show up with that fucking can of Aquanet and a lighter. I just want you to know that. With anything that he does, he's going to do that or he's going to be like, I'm just going to fall from a lighting fixture. I think so. Like the, and I told Evie Dub this too. My biggest worry with the new temple in general, and I don't think this is a spoiler to say it, is there, there's this lighting trust now. My yeah. biggest fear is that Aerostar is going to try to find his way up there at some point in time. And it's not necessary. There's things to jump off of in the temple if it needs to be done in the new temple, regardless of whatever you know stories you see out there. There's plenty of things to jump yeah. off of. The lighting trust does not need to be one of them. And I'm Here's what, praying yeah. that Aerostar does not get that idea at some point in time. Because honestly, if if he says it once, Eevee Dub's going to be like, no, don't do that. Don't. And Chris is going to be like, yeah, probably don't do that. If he says it twice... Joseph is going to be like, yeah, I can see it. If he says it three times, Roach is going to run and be like, yeah, let him jump. Let him jump. And it's going to be all over. Well, I think that news report was someone had like said or wrote like there are new places to jump off of. And then someone was ripping that report off and just kind of skimmed over. It was like, oh, no, new pl- let, no let me, places. Let me break it down to you for how, how it really happens and how it happens every time. Lucha blog. Uh, does some real research, finds out exactly what's going on, wrote this excellent piece on the new temple uh, combined with stuff from Uproxx and stuff from people that they they talk to, credible sources. Then um, Dave Meltzer, who feels the need to report on Lucha Underground, and I like Dave, don't get me wrong, I like Dave, but Dave is not the hugest Lucha Underground fan and doesn't necessarily know the inner workings of (laughs) Lucha Underground like he does a PWG or WWE or even UFC for that matter. So he just kind of reads Lucha blog, re-reports some stuff, and missed the whole part where it said that there's more places to jump off of and somehow inferred that there were less places to jump off of and put it out in the Wrestling Observer online. And uh, somehow now all of a sudden you get this thing where everyone thinks that people aren't going to be taking dives at Lucha Underground, which is actually a scary thing because you know what happens when a guy like Krista Joseph is told that he's not going to do something then he's just going to write it in even more. He's just going to say, oh, who's going to take a dive this week? So basically, you don't even have to write that stuff in. That is mostly the wrestlers actually all suggesting, I would like to die from here or there or there. That's all the wrestlers. They don't write what we do in the ring, to be honest. Like, that's us saying we want to do that. And again, this is what scares me about Aerostar and that lighting truss. I really feel like one day he's going to walk in with a flamethrower made from things that you find at the dollar store. <laughs> he's going to threaten to burn the place to the crown if he doesn't get to jump off of that lighting trust. And it's I up feel there, like man. No matter, where, no matter where you are in the temple now, you always have to have your head on a swivel because someone will find a way to come at you or jump off of something and land on you. As you know, we, have, we now have dubbed the one section the bowling alley. <laughs> 
Yes, there is a section that is called the bowling alley lovingly by the believers. Um, so, the so, bowling alley. Yes, I love the freaking believers. I love them. <laughs> yeah, the, the, that section to the left of the, the aisle where Gorilla was before. I don't know if Gorilla's still back there now, but um, that, that section to the left of that is now the bowling alley. <laughs> that's ah. where that's the handicap section too, right? That's yes, it is also the handicap yeah. section. Where's the section oh. at? Where's the section at? So, uh, the, the secondary hard camera, the lower hard camera, uh, it's to the left of that aisle. If you're in the ring. If you're in the ring, left of the aisle. So not the tunnel that we come through, but to the left of that. No, like the tunnel where all the production people are standing. That that backstage. By Melissa. By Melissa. Yeah, Melissa. By Melissa. Okay, that's all you guys say. To the left. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're facing Melissa, it's to the left of her. That's the bowling gotcha. alley. He knows the that. Bowling alley. That's that's that. Now that I think that that's very goodly stated. <laughs> that was named after the first weekend too and rightly so i think it was like the first day it was like oh that's the bowling alley and it kept being the bowling alley and i don't think it's a spoiler to tell everyone like hey look for some bowling to happen in the bowling alley on lucha underground season four give you all something to look forward to no spoiler either if you're in lucha underground fans you better be ready to get up off your chair because it's coming at you Oh, I think yeah. Justin will now know what I knew the past few weeks. Now that he's sitting in our spots in the first row in section D. Uh, yeah, there's no warning anymore. You basically just have to get ready to stand up at any moment and get the hell out of the way. Well, and that's what I was going to say to Marty. Look, as a performer in Lucha Underground, there's a lot of newbies out there, man. I'm just saying, like, I know to move. But yeah. you might want to say move if you need some people to move, because some of these cats are just like ready to wear talent on their face, apparently, yeah. because they're well, when I was there, it seemed like there was a night of wrestlers saying move and fans going, oh, this is fun and not moving. And then the next day, everyone stopped saying move and it was just chaos. <laughs> they like, learned. Yeah, they learned, didn't they? <laughs> Whether they moved or they didn't move, they learned to move. Because the Lucha Underground is going to be up all up in your grill if you don't move. Mm -hmm. yeah. Even more so in your than just your grill, uh, no spoilers, but at one point when uh, Marty, when you were thrown out of the ring, uh, you used my lap and my girlfriend's lap to pull yourself Ooh. up. And this hey, was hey, her... This was her very first wrestling show that she's ever been to. I'm not talking about of like any kind of any kind. You popped her cherry ah. with Lucha Underground. What is wrong with you, Jimmy? her <laughs> up for life. Yeah, and she's no, she I think this is like the best way to introduce it to her because now she's all in. Well, I did no the same thing last week, so I can't talk. I brought a newbie who had never been to any kind of wrestling show ever, even though he used to date a very famous wrestler's daughter, who I won't mention here. Um, just sort of name dropping, that's all. <laughs> but he went to his very first wrestling show, and it was Lucha Underground. He sat in the first row of the Believer's Bleachers, and um, that pretty much ruins you for wrestling for the rest of your life, because if it's yeah. not that, you're always going to feel like it's inferior, and it's never going to be that. <laughs> that's that's Did a, that bring very, out fun? It's very unique. <laughs> um, look, Marty, what do you got to plug? I mean, uh, where are you yeah. going to be? I think I know where you're going to be this weekend. Anything you want to plug, brother? Yeah. So um, it was my. Wait, when is this airing? When is this airing? Now. 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 We're week. live. So that live thing is actually live. Uh, okay, yeah. cool. 
life So it was my birthday yesterday. So happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah. So I put 10% off on my website on martincasals.com. Go to my website. With there may or may not be also soon to be bunch boxes that I would never ever sell. Um, but go to martincasals.com. For this week, there's 10% off. If you put in the code, if you check my my social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, all at Martin Casals, you can find the code and you can get 10% off and get yourself like a cool shirt that you might or may not see on TV or you may not. Or you may. Like, so if you need Maybe to have some pride, shirt. some pride in yourself, there might be a There'll place be some to go. pride showing on. And long story short, get yourself some cool shit on MartinCasals.com. If you want to get cheaper stuff go on my facebook instagram and twitter at markshouse.com and get the discount code to go to markshouse.com and get some stuff i love it well hopefully all of the believers that are watching this show will definitely do that uh i'm sure that i will see you flying out of a ring into my lap (laughs) very soon probably this weekend hopefully i don't know what your storyline is or where you're going or what's happening with you this season um, but uh, hopefully it's something super duper exciting. I think DJ has made it publicly known that you are in fact back. So it's not a spoiler to say that you are performing for Lucha Underground this year, but in what capacity, if he's a magician or a moth, you'll never fucking know. You just got to watch season four to see I what hope he's a magician. Martin Casals is doing. <laughs> but I thank hope you he's so never, much. ever a magician. Ever, ever. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I'm kind of pushing this, right? Next time we have DJ on the show, I'm going to totally be pushing this gimmick again. Like, you got to bring that back, DJ. Uh, Martin says he's totally Yo, I almost it. became a Mormon, too. Did you know that? Holy shit. Oh, yeah, Utah. I'm... How freaking crazy is that? So I'm from Utah, and I almost became a an LDS missionary. Is that like from Orgasmo, like one who knows karate? Um, I don't know. It was just a baby infancy of a storyline that we thought of. I'm like, oh, hmm, this could be fun. Have you seen Orgasmo? <laughs> I have. Awesome. It's one of my favorite. The director's commentary is my favorite director's commentary. I think everyone who's a Mormon or, or who's not a Mormon who lives in Utah has to see that movie in general. Jesus right? and I love you. <laughs> well, I think it's regardless. a requirement. It, it has to be. I was in a band with a couple of Mormon kids and uh, uh, a long time ago. And, and they, they loved it. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for joining us. Enjoy the rest of your, your lovely evening in the heart of Los Angeles. I won't say where because lots of other talent have posted what that hotel is and shouldn't have. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I hate, I, you know, I got to put people on blast every now and then. I'm just, I saying, tweeted out one of them. Maybe for, don't, for doing that. don't include the uh, meta tagging in your posts about where all the fucking wrestlers are staying when you don't want every rat in the fucking world to know where everyone is. Just say it. Well, maybe, maybe they so. want that. Maybe. Just saying. Yeah, no. I'm not saying that because my girl's literally right here. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> See that face? <laughs> well she should have she should have more heat with that person than anybody then like don't 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 tag where the fucking hotel is man people know you know. have a podcast of what it's like to have what it's like to be her and date <laughs> someone 
I get so many dick pics. Why do I gotta get dick pics? Why do, like, why can't it? Like, it used to be girls. Yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy, why? <laughs> I feel like that I went from the hot category to like the okay, maybe you swing the other way category. Like, here's my dong. <laughs> this is that's so tragic. How do you get off of that list? Oh. I don't want to get off anything on that list, man. <laughs> Fucked up situation. Probably need smaller tights. That'll fix it. Hashtag more lunchbox. More lunchbox. Wow. <laughs> this is going south real quick. It's supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you always you always reward the viewers that stick around for the whole thing and get the you know get the real good stuff at the end. But again, thank you so much for for hanging out with us tonight, Martin. We will see you at the temple. We will see you in Utah going door to door as a Mormon. We might see you in Vegas as a magician. <laughs> any Pick place card, we see you, we're happy to see you. You're going to see me somewhere. So keep your TVs on. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and my website. And I love you guys for having me on. I had a lot of fun. Thank you very much. Appreciate you. Thank you, sir. Take care. <laughs> oh, fun, fun stuff. Glad, uh, glad he awesome. came back for, for a little goodbye romp with us. That was good stuff. That was a long goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Cross, Cross had somewhere else to be, and he's like, "I know how you guys do this show. You know that I'm leaving <laughs> at exactly this time, right?" And it's like, "Yes, Mr. Cross, I know exactly what you're saying. Uh, right. You may leave That's at right. any point that you need to leave, sir." Yeah, he's yeah. a veteran. He knows very well what to do. Yeah, and he he texted me and uh, you know said, "Hey guys, I got to jump off." But um, you know, but when he did Dante's podcast, he was on there for like four and a half hours. <laughs> That's weird. Should we talk about that? Maybe not. I don't know. Should we put Can over I give a shout out? <laughs> I want to give a shout out to someone in the chat room. Urban? Dante Oblivion, right? I want to give a shout out to Urban. Urban's Woo! in the house. I'm not going to spell it. It's whoa, whoa, whoa. U-R-B-N-A-H-E-R-I-T-I-C-187. Did I do that right? Close Some enough. We're good. I don't know how Urban is the drunkest person I know, and he has the most letters in his name with numbers, and he gets them right every time. I don't understand. Because Urban is fucking over, man. Yeah. Anyway, it was awesome. I'm so glad. I kind of like having Mr. Killer as a co-host instead of Casey because um, uh, if I were, I don't feel threatened by not choosing Casey as my favorite co-host, but I would feel <laughs> threatened if I didn't choose mr killer wait so yeah. basically basically you're saying you like having cross because it gives you a reason to bury casey i like to have a friend who um if he wasn't my friend he might hurt my c6 so um, i want to be on good terms with him well look fuck you because i still miss casey i'm gonna put him over why uh listen to the real read more horror comics podcast what is it rmhc podcast at you can find podcast. a yeah, you can find him Lucha Gringo on Twitter, and then you could find his if you know too many letters. You could find his podcast right through his own Twitter. Um, it's all there. Read more horror comics. Yeah, it's RMHC podcast um, at RMHC podcast on Twitter. Check it out. It's actually look. Casey was always super fucking entertaining on this show whenever he's here, and he's super fucking entertaining on that show. So if you're a fan of of the Caseyness. 
it's still out there. Don't think that just because our schedules fucking suck that you can't still get you some Casey if you need. Um, but we do have other lo- fun people around. We've had Meef Loaf around. Jim's is is always glad to jump in. We had Killer Cross coming in. Um, and really, the, the funny thing is, I got to say, the, the reason why I had to have Cross on today is because it was the gym etiquette thing. Like, me and him are talking about the gym etiquette thing, and I'm just like, you got to come on the show and just talk about that. Like, I didn't know if uh, – I, I didn't even know – if we were going to get another guest tonight or not, all I know is I wanted to do a podcast today because I wanted to talk about cross killing and murdering people in the sauna at the gym. That was like the he entire was, impetus was, for doing a podcast on a Tuesday. Heated. Yeah. I didn't want to jump in is. on that because I had my own gym beefs. What are your gym beefs? Well, I think my number one, I mean, number, number one uh, beef is uh, re-rack your plates. Like, I don't know why some people just like, oh, I'm going to use the bench and then I'm going to leave the plates on the the barbell and then I'm going to walk away. It's like, no, put your fucking plates back. And on top of that, wipe your goddamn sweat off of the bench. That's that's my that's mine. It's the it's it's actually the bike. Like if you don't wipe the seat down, I do not want to smell like your funky crotch. It's bad enough. I smell like my funky crotch. Mm -hmm. I don't need to combine that with the smell of your funky crotch. Yeah, I'm, not people overlook that. I'm not worried about the wetness even i'm worried about the odor even if i take a shower afterwards i gotta put those shorts I, there's no laundry mat at the gym i gotta put those shorts back in a bag and take it with me i don't want to take the smell of your crotch with right. me it's like that vo episode of seinfeld it just follows you it sticks so yeah. you know what i like speaking of sauna i like the episode of seinfeld when they're trying to figure out if they were real so elaine pretended to trip in the sauna oh yeah that's yeah that's a good episode that's a good way to fall down uh i think one of my other gym beefs is the fact that you know i will never knock anyone who goes to the gym because you're there with a purpose even if you're uh you know not experienced in the gym or what have you but what bugs me is when you go to the gym and you're only there to hang out uh this doesn't really happen to me much anymore but generally around that january time of year there's always, you know, the people who try to get their New Year's resolutions in. No lie, one time there was this group of girls at the gym just hanging out one of the machines that I wanted oh, to okay. use. And they just were hanging out. And I knew they weren't serious because, number one, they were just talking and not shutting up or moving. And number two, they were wearing Uggs. Sorry, you're, if you're at the whoa, gym whoa, wearing whoa, Uggs. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Wearing Uggs at the fucking gym? Seriously? Yeah. So I know you're not serious if you're at the gym wearing fucking Uggs. You're just there to, you know, hang out because it's cool because you're at the gym. No. <laughs> Go away. Go the fuck away. Get off my fucking machine. Andre Nichols would know. And he's saying the gym is like the new blockbuster. Just like the neighborhood hangout. I like Dante's comment too. Like his gym beef is people who think Axe body spray is a valid replacement for showering. <laughs> I also, guys, I also it's work worse out if it's tap gym. out body spray. By the way, <laughs> I also <laughs> work out at the gym regularly, you guys. So I also have opinions. You about haven't that. been to the gym once in like five years. So. Like the hockey arena locker room is not a gym. Look Just at this. They have a set you of freeways. You think this happens without any effort and work? Yes. Okay. Got to get those guns, baby. Look at this. Some <laughs> dedication, hard work. Perhaps some f- performance enhancing things. Byron, you're like twice my size. You you're that. like twice as thick as me, dude. And I still got as much bicep as you. That's terrible. 
I got, I'm, I'm just wearing this killer new Japan jumpsuit and it makes me look even stronger. That is a pretty is that, dope jumpsuit. Is that the one you got at the, uh, new Japan show or did I, you I didn't, it's the one I was trying to get at the new Japan show. The one I that sold out in like 10 minutes. It sold out the, at the meet and greet before day one started those yeah. motherfuckers. <laughs> and I missed matches trying to wait in line for this bullshit. Oh, okay, by the Mr. Way, go ahead. Uh, isn't that tracksuit? I believe it, the entire tracksuit was what was it two hundred dollars or two hundred and fifty dollars? It was like two hundred bucks. I, I mean, I I shipped it from Japan, so you know, I think it was like two hundred. Okay, oh, can we shipping. can we confirm that the new Lucha Underground Varsity jackets are one seventy five? Are they for sale? I mean, uh, you know, obviously Vamp was wearing one that we saw, and then I saw uh, Johnny wearing one, so. I don't know if anyone can confirm that's on sale yet. I haven't been to the website uh, and I don't remember seeing it at the stand, but I, if I assume that they're for sale, if Johnny's wearing one, I just, for a free wrestling show, I keep losing a lot of money. Every time I go, that's where they get you. <laughs> Byron, uh, the, the question of the week as usual is, um, Mr. Mark, what have you purchased or thought about purchasing this week that is more expensive than what the average wrestling fan would buy? I don't know what you're talking about. I work hard for my money and I'm producing a TV show and I'm proud of that. I have a cat who loves me and I love her and I have friends who I hold dear in my heart. Is that the answer to your question? No, I mean, the, the, the real question is, what have you thought about buying this week that clearly everyone else would say, don't buy that, but you're going to buy it anyway? I don't know. New <laughs> lens for my camera. I need wrestling. Wrestling related. I know. I know you've thought about something this week, whether it be a mask or a shirt or the jacket. You probably thought about the jacket this week. The I jacket, by the way, is not on the oh. website. It is not available. Um, I asked Vamp how you get one. He didn't know. Um, I wouldn't necessarily expect him to know though, because somebody probably just handed it to him at some point and said, "You're going to wear this on TV now." Um, on the website now, you can get the um, the hockey jersey. You can get the jersey now. Oh yeah! It's the only place that you can still get the the gold logo, um, the Aztec logo hoodie. Um, you cannot get those at the temple. At the temple, yeah. though, they have the Lucha Underground hoodie, which you can't get anywhere online. I don't think, or at Hot Topic. I think the only place you can get the actual Lucha Underground hoodie is at the temple. The original hoodie. Yeah. Uh, online, yeah, you can get the uh, the gold logo hoodie. Um, the Miami Vice logo is everywhere now. I think the yeah. uh, the gaunt the, the gauntlet shirt is everywhere now. Um, the gym logo, the gray Heather gym logo shirt. I think that one's available at Hot Topic, Pro Wrestling Tees, and the Lucha Underground website, but not at the Temple. No. Do they have, they, the have the, uh, they have the pink tank top with oh, that yeah. same logo uh, still at the uh, yes the, the Temple? And that's unisex too, fellas. You can wear the pink tank top if you need to. Uh. They just run a little bit smaller because I think it was originally a women's design. But I've seen some some pretty big dudes wearing the pink tank top. And if you're a real scary fellow that's confident in himself. You can pull it off. Well, yeah. you know, I'm probably going to buy the Ultima Lucha now, right? 
Do they have the Pentagon dark, um, that clip art picture where they took like, they screenshotted a picture from his bio page and then teespringed it in the center of a t-shirt or like buy this. I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah. No. You've the, seen it. That's it's, not their it version was, of the Cerro, Cerro Miedo shirt, is it? No, it's, it's like, it's just like a picture of Pentagon like that, like a rectangle that was like, taken off of a website and it just popped in the center of a shirt. I know. I think that's is. on uh I'm pretty sure they that's on Pro Wrestling Tees and that's Phoenix a- has a similar shirt. Now, the cool thing uh, that Lucha Underground um had up last time I looked at the website was they have wireless headphones with the Lucha Underground logo on it that I kind of want, but I don't know if I want to drop $175 on rebranded headphones. <laughs> They're 175. What's uh, what's under the hood? They're they're wire. They're supposed to be good wireless headphones, but um, like if that's the item you want to sell, then I need to see like kill shot or somebody coming out to the ring with them around their neck like every time. Like <laughs> you got to sell me that one for 175 bucks. Like and they yeah. ain't beats. <laughs> I want yeah. It can't be beats. What a, I mean, some people wear Bose headphones. Oh God, you know what I mean? Because we don't buy stupid brands like beats, which are $20 headphones with weights. Well, beats are, are monsters. They're monsters with a different frequency curve. That's it. That's all they are. I mean, they were, I know it's a frequency curve stuff. I went to college too. (laughs) I'm so happy that you did that. That means there's a lot of really angry (laughs) co-ads with restraining orders out there somewhere. Just saying. I don't know what you mean by that. I, well, I basically mean that when you date a girl, it usually ends in a restraining order. That's pretty much what I mean. You know, you know what I will say, Jimmy. Um, having taken your girlfriend to the China Ground show and she had a great time, I would be very careful what happens next. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Dang it! <laughs> I mean, I wish that was refutable in some fashion, but there are lots of pictures of Byron and a very yo- lovely young lady um, at Lucha Underground, and I'm pretty sure she does have a restraining order against him these days. So I, so sorry, Byron. I'm so sorry. I think it's just you that's that's that cursed. I don't think Jimmy's gonna have the same fate. I don't know. I think it has to do with the show and not so much me. No, no. Jimmy's lady friends seem just fine and very well adjusted. And I think they'll be together for years and years to come. In fact, I'm looking at wedding gifts for them now. <laughs> oh, that's going to help. That's going to make things less weird. <laughs> no, it's all weird. As long it's as it's not- been weird. It's been weird. <laughs> well, I mean, Byron, you were the guy who actually dated a girl on the podcast once. I mean, you went on a date on the podcast, on the show. Yeah. I mean, you did, didn't you? I mean, uh, that wasn't a date. What was that? I don't know what that was. I don't know what that was. I mean, you just go through life. It didn't last, though, did it? It didn't last. You just go through life and things happen, you know? And that's kind of just how everything exists. Look, for my sake, I would say do that all the time. But for your (laughs) sake, I would say maybe don't bring your first date on a podcast with you. It seemed to be going well at the time. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, who was supposed to know that? <laughs> it would immediately. <laughs> well, the best, the best part, and I, I, I got to find the episode number for you guys, but no, it's okay. The, the best part about this whole thing is Byron, it, we're doing the podcast live. It's me and Casey <laughs> and Byron in his state. 
And in the middle of the podcast, in this loud restaurant, we can't really yeah. mute him out. He's We're explaining, you know, storylines of Lucha Underground to her while he's talking about them on the yeah. podcast. Amazing. Amazing. I wanted her to know what we were talking about. Hands down, one of my favorite episodes of this show ever. <laughs> what are you going to do? Probably the most entertaining to me. Hey, what do you guys think about WrestleMania? Any any WrestleMania thoughts right now? I don't um, know anything about it. Everything is pretty much going on as predicted. Um, you know, even if it's all predictable, I'm still excited to be going and to see everything. I'm not expecting a whole lot, but I'm, I just know I'm going to have fun. You know, storyline-wise... It's what everyone knew was going to be happening like months ago. So, with well, maybe with the exception of Ronda, I know they probably they changed that up a bit when people were thinking it was going to be Ronda and The Rock versus Trips and Stephanie. But now it's Angle, and I think it's better because The um, Rock is doing movies and he's not going to wrestle. I mean, yeah. I gotta say, I feel like the finish is actually going to be important there. I don't know exactly what they're going to do. The angle's fine, whatever. You're using the talent that you've got. I'm fine with that. Um, but there's some things that have to happen. And and I don't know exactly how you make them happen. I mean, Stephanie's got to sell something. But she's got to sell something, but they got to keep the heat. And then Angle either has to really get over and be left alone or he's got to go away after that for a while not for like a week or two but like be he's either got to really go over or he's got to be gone for like six months to me if they half-ass some some 50 50 finish with angles side of the storyline i think it's just a catastrophe i think that takes all the steam off of it that's just me I think you know what's going to happen stephanie's going to pin ronda and then slap angle in the face now I'm sensing the uh, double submission finish. Uh, Angle has Triple H in the ankle lock, while Ronda has Steph in the armbar, and then they win the match, and then Triple H fires Angle either that night or next night on Raw. Which is fine. I'm fine with that. Like, but Angle's got to go away, or mm-hmm. Steph and Triple H have to go away and let Angle have the fucking clean win at the end of it but i don't see that happening because i think that hurts the ronda storyline i i mean i think that stephanie is going to want to go over but i also think you can't just end this storyline right now even though it's wrestlemania you got to keep it going so it's almost you still got to have the chase you got to have the heels win even if it's by cheating and i I mean it's wrestlemania and you might have like a dastardly heel cheating to win but the picture is a lot bigger than this one WrestleMania. You got to draw money out of this feud longer. Well, if, if the heels are winning, the only logical way they do that is if Triple H pins Angle or, you know, some screw job finish. But either way, Angle's taking the fall. Uh, there's no way that they, you know, have Ronda lose like on her debut match. But, but maybe there is because honestly, if they do it in a fashion, where they claim to have set her back and you can see her work her way back up, there might be more money in that. There yeah. really might. I mean, the money's in the chase. Yeah, and you so have got to find a way to make Ronda chase. And they can't they can't do the Oscar thing with her, I don't think. I think they're yeah. doing that with Oscar. So 
if you start Ronda off at the top and then knock her all the way down to the bottom and then make her run the gauntlet to get back there by WrestleMania next year, that's big money to me. Like, let's see her, you know, have jobber matches where she just breaks some arms and, and starts becoming the arm collector that she is, you know, but from the bottom. Like, it would almost be amazing if she goes to WrestleMania and then they send her to NXT the next day. That would actually be amazing. I mean, I don't see it happening, but it would be, I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, and, then, and maybe it's only yeah. for a month. Maybe they. Maybe she just goes down for one TV taping where she, she takes out two jobbers and then she finds her way on SmackDown or Raw, you know? She would benefit from earning, from earning it, you know? Well, and realistically, she's not going to earn it because she doesn't have to, but storyline-wise, she has to yeah. earn it. I mean, she's got to make people believe in her. The money is in the chase. You want her to sell this merchandise. You want her to have that underdog feeling that she had when she was coming up, when she yeah. first came out of Strike Force and into the UFC. And it was I like, mean, oh, this girl, she's she she's not going to beat all these women. And then she did. Yeah. Until well, she if that's the case, then we could say that either which way, Angle still loses and is maybe not so much a hard stipulation, but because they lost Rhonda, you're going back down to the bottom. You got to start fresh. You, they basically Stephanie punches her because they lost the match. They lost the match, but Rhonda herself didn't lose the match. Angle did, so it doesn't really make her look weak. But she still lost. I have a question. That, you have her fight jobbers for like the next literally two months or more. Yeah, for sure. So Angle loses, and let's say he even gets fired. I mean, everyone wants to know what's going to happen to his son. Nope. Jason Nobody wants Jordan. to know that. Nope. Nope. Nobody really I'm wants to do that. But, but uh, Dante uh, brought up a good point that what if Jordan comes back and costs them the match at WrestleMania? That would be, be such a Jason Jordan thing to do. That'd I mean, the, good the guy. Great. Yeah, it'd be great because the guy's already built as a heel, and you know. It's one of those things where but the tragic heel, the accidental yeah. heel, the accidental heel, such as, you know, uh, like New Day. New Day became the best accidental heels. You know, what's I, fun about New Day. They're like, we want to do something different. We don't want to be like the dancing, singing, uh, stereotypical black. You mean they don't want to shuck and jive anymore? <laughs> they don't want to shuck and jive. And yet, I mean, that's kind of it's sort of what they're doing, you know now except now like they do their own thing but like that th they're still the guys who just want to have fun you know what i mean right. but well, now they're they doing do it on their they're doing it on their own terms which well is they cool. have their they have their dignity intact i think is yeah. the main difference i think that's Alexis know, that's, p is cracking me up in the chat giving ronda rousey the uh pentagon catchphrases <laughs> <laughs> sorry that's just funny <laughs> She is, but she is, she was an arm collector even before Pentagon was. I mean, you know, halfway I think DJ got yeah. that idea from seeing Rhonda do it in real life. You know, it'd be amazing. Jason Jordan comes down, accosts uh, his father and Rhonda the match, and Booker T's on commentary. And it's <laughs> only Booker T. <laughs> and you just listen to him going berserk. No, uh, I mean, you know, Booker T was like one energy beverage away from dropping the N word on national TV live on multiple occasions, right? <laughs> well, I mean, I think one of the greatest times that Booker was on commentary, and I'm sure you could probably look this up on YouTube, was when he and Kevin Nash were doing commentary 
uh, when they were in the main event mafia and Booker T yeah. was calling himself white snow. I was like, yeah. what is going on? Dude, he was in a match in TNA holding a mic, doing his own play by play mid during the match. It's like Booker T kicks him in the face and kicks someone in the face. Look, Booker T don't care. He from Houston. Booker T is the fucking man. He's from Houston, Texas. He will say some shit. <laughs> oh, man. I miss him already, man. Fire coach. Bring back Booker. Coach no. is going to get fired. He's a sexual harasser. That's what they're saying. Well, he's, that's it. He's denying it, but, you know, who knows? On either I would, end, honestly. I don't know. I wouldn't believe it. Coach seems like just a blank piece of paper. Like, who would even notice he's in a room? Well, I mean, this is honestly a, a test of the industry as well to see if, you know, the things out here in Hollywood where it's very to the left and when people champion a cause, like, look out. But WWE is is definitely separated from that. They're up in Connecticut and they deal with stuff from the East Coast and New York a lot. And their fan base isn't necessarily uh, beholden to that. It could go very off the radar and just not be a thing, which would say a lot about WWE and their place in the Hollywood pantheon and the fact that they aren't really beholden to it like a lot of other companies out here. Like if you had something like that happen in Lucha Underground, they'd be they'd be it'd be done. Well, that person would be done immediately. It's more it's more like the, you know, WWE is more treated more like the sport arena. So you know, your Ben Roethlisberger's or your Kobe Bryant's. I think that's not as big. Your your Academy Award winner, Kobe Bryant's, by the way. Oh, I am sorry about that. (laughs) But yeah, it's obviously, you know, those are bigger names than the coach, but still, I think it's somewhere, it falls somewhere in that level where it will most likely get quietly pushed under the rug, no matter what really happened. We, we, I mean, we're all in agreement. I mean, we all acknowledge. Did we just acknowledge that Kobe Bryant is an admitted rapist? No, right? no. We said, we said he's an Academy Award winner. He's also, also. <laughs> not, <laughs> also I mean, they're not, not quite the same statements, just in case you didn't realize that. It's not the same statement, but it's a label on top of another label. Yeah, they're not. I mean, Roman Polanski has won both. No, no, no. Quentin Tarantino approved Roman Polanski. We've got to get the full titles right here. I mean, Polanski did something he shouldn't have in a place that Kobe also did something he shouldn't have, and they both won Oscars. And I don't know. Is there a correlation? <laughs> Maybe. I'm not that industry. You could tell me, Justin. No, I don't. I don't. Know. Or, or Jimmy. You guys are more industry than I am. I'm just a guy who doesn't. Our word. What? <laughs> no clue. Who, who doesn't R word? I wonder if Cross even realized I was wearing one of his pieces of merchandise. I appreciated it. I need to get some new merchandise. His his name and logo is much more emboldened on the new Killer Cross line of merchandise. So people got to get on to that stuff. Can we talk about how big of a dork Sammy Callahan is, by the way? Okay, so, no, I was going to get to the Sammy thing, but but before I get there... Thirty to fucking morning. Hold on, let me let me talk about... Let me finish with the WWE thing real quick. Uh, Um, I'm actually... I don't know how or why. I'm actually interested in Miz versus Finn versus Seth. 
Is there something wrong oh, with me? I think it's great. I mean, two of those guys are, you know, they're in the spot. Miz never gets that recognition, but he's way more interesting than the other two. So I'm super stoked on that. I, I, and I feel like the wrestling's going to be good too. I feel mm-hmm. like those, those are the three guys who in my heart, I feel like have an opportunity to go and show out at WrestleMania, make the intercontinental title really matter. You know, I, and maybe there's something wrong with me, but I feel like that that's a moment that could shine through like some of the old intercontinental rivalries of old. I was yeah. just going to say, this is essentially the workhorse match of the entire card, with the exception of maybe the Cruiserweight Championship match, which, you know, we don't know what it is yet. But Yeah, but that'll I, also I, probably I, be on the pre-show. It probably oh, won't yeah. even be yeah, in sure. the five hours of the regular broadcast. It's going to be sure. the beginning of hour six that nobody even sees. I'm It'll excited for this match. match. This match, though, I think is going to be. It's. I mean, it's the IC is supposed to be the workhorse, and it, hopefully, it's gone back to that. But I think this is going to be. It's an opportunity. I don't know what it will be, but it's an opportunity to really make Miz. And he has the show coming up, and he has a lot of momentum, and a lot of in a lot of aspects of being a professional wrestler and entertainer for WWE. Except he has not been he has not shown and not been in the category of a of a performer of a of a worker as the other two as seth and finn and this is where if he can hang with them they're going to put him over probably regardless of whatever happens as a finish if they can help show that he belongs with them in that regard that's going to i think that's like the final hurdle or the Miz as a performer, because he's amazing, but you still don't see him as a legitimate threat in a ring as much as you're entertained by him. Yeah, you know, I see this match as, you know, this generation's um, Kurt Angle versus Chris Jericho versus Benoit match at WrestleMania 2000 for the Eurocontinental title, uh, which, once again, workhorse match. The way I see it going is that... Miz goes over and he gets a tremendous push because he deserves it. And then uh, Rollins and Balor end up feuding. And my hope is that that feud uh, continues with Balor going heel along with uh, Gallows and Anderson, which would be a great version of the Balor club, but you know, heel bullet club basically come to WWE. You want to see the rock and roller come back. That, that the real the real rock and roller would be awesome to see back in WWE. Look, yeah. I, I just think that it uh, the verdict is still out, but it is the match with the most potential to impress me. It has that potential there to impress, you know, a more inside smarky kind of fan. Let's see if they can pull it off. You know, I, I'm not impressed with where they're going with Shinsuke right now, and I'm a little worried about it. Um you know, I think the the women's divisions are interesting, but I feel like the Elimination Chamber was more their moment than anything at WrestleMania is going to be. Um, so I just I, I have high hopes for this match, but at the same time, now I have high hopes for this match. So they got to do something. They got to do something big. Now, my last question about WWE. Is this ultimate deletion thing going to happen at WrestleMania? When is that going to happen? 
You know, that's the weird thing. Uh, it's hard to say because it's supposed to happen at the Hardy compound, which means the entire match is going to be a pre-tape. So if it's a pre-tape, are they really going to do this at WrestleMania? Or are they actually going to do it at WrestleMania, but during the pre-show? Yeah, which- I just it's so weird to me, too, because it's like Final Deletion was so over. And WWE is is bringing it back. It's the whole reason that they're they're giving Hardy this big run at the end and they finally legally figured out a good way to do it. And it doesn't feel completely played out because a lot of the audience doesn't know about the the impact gimmick surprisingly, but because it was the most over thing that whole year. But at the same time, I feel, and I don't know if it's me because I've seen all of the other deletions. If the gimmick is just worn its course, but something like Bray Wyatt, I feel is the perfect guy for the bit to go against Matt. But I I feel like something about this retread isn't working and I can't have done anything new. Yeah, I mean the one thing, or just several things that the several things that they're missing that they weren't TNA is number one, you don't have Senior Benjamin. Number two, you don't have King Maxwell. Number three, you don't have Rebby. And more importantly, number four, you don't have Brother Nero. But so King Maxwell's yes. undefeated. Yeah, he pinned the two hundred five GM. Yep. Uh, but now that uh, Jeff Hardy has essentially been cleared. Uh, by his doctors, not WWE yet. Now we have the possibility of going into that realm where the gimmick was in TNA. I think that's what was missing the, whole, the entire time. We were just missing. Well, we only had Matt. We didn't have anything else, which right. made the gimmick great. Think of how many people got excited when they saw Vanguard One during that video on Raw of the during the Hardy Compound. Yeah, video. I got ex- I got more excited when he brought out the boat. Like, look, I want to see some yeah, Roman candles. I want to see the boat. <laughs> like the the segment's stupid, but it's been a while since they've done it. I I'd like to see it done with a little bit um I don't want to see higher production value. I want to see what happens if you spend more money and have real production value but still try to make it cheesy. Um and I think WWE has all the potential to really sell this thing but somehow they got to convince the audience that they're doing something cheesy on purpose unlike what what was that bray wyatt randy orton match where they went into the house and the they house tried to horrors match yeah. they but had also, a, they had a really cool angle and story going on and they made randy orton interesting for the first time in forever right and but then, then that blow off in the house it. was weird and didn't work Terrible. and it wasn't the it wasn't the ridiculous funny oh my god what the hell am i watching kind of weird like final deletion was it was the more like wow this is bad camera work and and shitty plot lines in a bad location that doesn't do anything for me kind of <laughs> we also, so also don't forget the fact that there was also a wyatt compound match at one point versus the new day which was a blatant ripoff of the final oh. deletion. yeah i mean that was like yeah. taking a lucha underground vignette and trying to make it the final deletion we get, we get that they were trying to do that then it, that wasn't that bad but also had no ending yeah look whatever three niggas in the woods getting chased by crazy white dudes is always bad byron (laughs) always that was like the predecessor to get out Uh, that was bad i didn't know we were being social justice about. i'm just saying i'm not trying to be the sjw i'm just trying to say (laughs) 
that there were some things about it when I saw it where I was like, hey, man, this shit ain't right. This, this is, is all cool. I this is all you brothers are getting over on your own. I was trying to make fun of you. Let's, let's see how you like this. It shoved them into the force of a bunch of rednecks. Yeah, like when it was Matt Hardy deleting people, it was like, yeah, it's a bunch of rednecks in South Carolina out in the woods, so it's fine. You see but Jeff then, Hardy, how he mowed his lawn? You're like, of course. Yeah, like it was fine. But then you like, you take three brothers and put them out in the middle of, the, of a cornfield and have them get chased around by the crazy Wyatt family. That shit ain't right, man. That's not right on so many levels. Like in this day and age, th- we're talking the we're in the Black Panther era now, man. Some Wakandans will whoop your ass if you do that shit. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> uh, am I allowed to do the salute? I'm no. on your t- I'm on no. your side. No, I'm on your side. <laughs> Byron, Byron, do you have a pair of ice skates that are for the express purpose of playing ice hockey anywhere yeah. in the current abode that you're in? Yeah, uh, they're right back there. Then you may not throw up a black power fist of any kind. But a guy from The Office, the nerd from The Office was in the movie. Uh, 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 I'm like that guy. uh, I'm like that guy. Hey. Not going to work for me. Let me fly a plane. Not going to work for me. (laughs) Just saying. Just saying. Let me fly the plane. Byron, Byron, if you (laughs) give up hockey for four months, I will let you throw up one one black power fist well i'm going without it for at least three because i didn't play last when you get to four call me because i know i know what happens to genuine white folks like yourself when you get to four months of no ice hockey your skin starts to itch a little bit you feel like you want to avoid the sun even more you want to start eating strange things that are called making them really look like ham (laughs) yes all those things i mean i hate mayonnaise I just hate the way you say mayonnaise. It's not mayonnaise. It's mayonnaise. I say the words how they're spelled. You got issues. All right. So if, in fact, I had a baseball bat and we were going to do a spot together where I used said real baseball bat and said spot had a chair involved. And I was to have missed said chair and to have hit you in the head with the baseball bat. Um, would you have cause to be really mad? And would the wrestling public at large have cause to be really, really mad that I smacked you upside the head for real, legit, hard way with a real baseball bat? Well, Even first- Sting didn't have a real bat. His was taped up and shit. Yeah. Uh, first off... Uh- he didn't miss the chair. It's just that the angle of, you know, the momentum that Sammy was swinging was downward. So it just basically <laughs> hit the chair and then went straight downward with the momentum towards Eddie Edwards face. Uh, now at the point where, you know, Sammy's coming out with merchandise with this, I have to believe that Eddie is completely fine with everything. Sammy's working everyone uh, because he can get away with it. He's fine with it. Because Eddie's fine with it. I mean, I, I don't, say, I don't know right. if I agree with that or not. But I mean, I, the the simple fact of the matter is, you made the mistake. They televised the mistake. The mistake exists no matter what. So why not roll with it? I mean, it's not like you're yeah. not going to get heat at this point. It's not like it's going away. And it's bringing more people to talk about TNA that have talked about it since the final fucking deletion. 
So why not put out a shirt? I mean, it's just hilarious. I, I don't know. Yeah. Cut Eddie in for, you know, five cents on the dollar or something. But what are you going to say, Byron? Well, like, well, I, I mean, I think the shirt, before I get into my opinion, I, I mean, Will Osprey will put out a t-shirt just because someone tweeted a joke at him. He's like, well, I could probably sell five of these. You know, Dark. he has cat shirts. Yeah, right. Um, so, you know, you kind of got to exploit as much as you can. And Sammy is as much of a businessman as anyone in the industry. Uh, but I think ultimately, I think he probably was very sorry when it happened. And he was just like any decent human being um, after the incident. I think the spot itself was stupid and shouldn't have been done. But it's not my place. I'm not the agent or the wrestlers in the match. That's just my opinion as a fan. But um, ultimately, I think this is a big noteworthy thing i think tna should try to get should capitalize on it i think that eddie should go over on this and sammy where i what i have a problem with is i see sammy putting himself over he's talking about his bank account and i think that eddie should be the one who well, now that's that's in response to to cassius ono cassius uh, and cornet well, Cornette made a comment and Sammy rightfully responded to Cornette like, fuck you, old man. But then Cash Sono jumps in. Yeah. And Sammy after that is like, well, hey, bro, <laughs> check out my bank account. I seem to be doing OK for some sloppy, shitty worker, you know. But now, he's talking will, about the incident, not who he is normally. Well, and I, I, I mean, to me, like the spot did look rushed. I don't think the chair was in the right spot. Normally, if you're going to do a spot like that, you put the the crossbar of the, the leg of the chair over the neck. And it was down here under the underarms. It was in the wrong spot. So if you're stepped back in a normal spot where you would swing a shot at that chair, it was way further down than I would have expected it to be. So the bat comes right off the chair, knocks dude right in the head. I think I think the entire fault in the spot was the setup of the chair. And that's honestly on both of them, because you can see Sammy in it, try to kind of put it up a little bit higher. And then Eddie kind of slides it down and goes under his arms with it. And he's sitting there. Now, you would think at that point in time, Sammy would see that compose himself and reach in a little bit more with the chair shot, you know, take a, a left foot step forward or something. And he doesn't. And, you know, the, the unfortunate consequences you see right after that. But then once the spot is done, it's done. Like it was a mistake. I don't think that Sammy's actually yeah. out there trying to beat people with a baseball bat. You know, I've seen Sammy do some some pretty rough and tumble spots. And and I said this to somebody the other day when we're at the temple. It's like, look, you do 600 spots that are CZW style spots. One of them's bound to go a little bit south. Yeah. I mean, he's brutal and he, he has really rough matches, but he does. I mean, I don't look at his matches and think you know, you take a step out, you know, drop the suspension to disbelief. I don't, I, when you do that, I don't think he has a disrespect for his fellow workers. I know. I think he does his stuff and he, you know, he's putting on the match as a partnership uh, and not trying to like take liberties, like a bat to someone's face. Yeah. Uh, it's not you know like, he, I mean? basically it's not like he did it maliciously with the intent or anything like that. Basically it's not like he was sexy star. Right. No, but, I, I, it's, yeah. to, it's totally on a different level. I mean, I think the real question and the question that that, you know, these other workers like Cash Sono are saying is, was he sloppy and is he sloppy? Well, and I mean, Cash you guys is, have seen him work a lot. Do you think he's sloppy? 
I don't think he's I don't think he's sloppy, but I mean I think he does stuff that looks drastically different than what a lot of other people do. I mean, you know, but I've never known that stuff to be sloppy. Too. I mean, I feel yeah, like I it just looks different. But I think what I read in Akash Sono's uh, comment was that Sammy was like, "Look, say that to my bank account." And Cash just said that spot had nothing to do with the amount of money that you draw. You like, like you, it was unnecessary. You didn't. It didn't help the match. It didn't help make you a star. Now controversy creates cash, as we've all read in the book, but. Uh, he, I, that was his point. I think that's a good point. Like you could have had a good match without doing that. Yeah, but I think the funny thing is, is that both Sammy and uh, Chris Hero have a history of being in CZW, where that kind of action is commonplace. So for Cash Sona to say that kind of thing to someone like Sammy Callahan, who is a regular in CZW, I just think it's kind of weird. Well, see, but I and I agree. I agree kind of with what Dante was saying in the chat. Like, it's not New Jack level. It's not like a legit attempted murder <laughs> at ringside. Yeah, that's like, true. That the match keeps going and these things keep happening and whatever. Like, I, I almost felt like if you watch the spot afterwards, the Sammy hesitates for a minute too. Like, fuck, that just went south. I got. No, I think I got a mean mug for the camera stall. Let the ref check on him. Like he did all the right things afterwards too. And yeah, he's playing it up like a fucking heel afterwards, but he's supposed to. I mean, it's his goddamn job. Like, yeah. you know, people have literally died in the ring before and the show still went on. You know? Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. Maybe it's because I don't follow. I follow Sammy and I don't follow Eddie, but I just, out of this incident, I don't, I, I think Eddie is the one. He got his fucking face caved in. So I, I would like to see him be the one who goes over, you know? him be the one who everyone is talking about instead of Sammy, him, the one that gets better bookings, better rates because, and getting people attach themselves more to his story from this. He has an, I mean, he got his face smashed in and he's not complaining and he, you know, he's going to make a comeback and this and that. And that's better than buying a shirt with a baseball bet on it from Sammy Callahan. Yeah. But I also got to say this, just realistically speaking, Sammy is a better entertainer. Yeah, he is. <laughs> and and Sammy, if you tell him, hey, bro, this unfortunate thing just happened to you. You want to protect your own career. You, you got to keep getting over. He's going to get himself over. You see what he's doing. He's not waiting yeah. for anybody else to make this okay. He's being unapologetic. He's taking the heel heat for it. And he's putting out T-shirts. Yeah. You know, and, and if Eddie Edwards has a T-shirt out there, or I don't know about it. I know about yeah. Sammy's. That's why I'm saying like we should know about these. But it's also like, but whose job just, is that? Is my is my point? Whose job well, is I'm, that? Like, who got Sammy to the point where he's at now, where he can do yeah. something like that and get over? Well, I'm not a successful professional wrestler, so what I say may not be the right thing to do. But if I were in that position where I smashed the dude's face. As part of saying I'm sorry, I would help try to get him over. I mean, also he's not going to be able to earn a paycheck for a while too. So, like the least I could do is help put him over somehow. You well, know what I, I mean? I mean, I think I think Sammy is doing that. I think the basis of putting somebody <laughs> over is you get the heel heat, so that when that guy finally gets over on you, people genuinely despise you and want to see that guy get over. There are a lot of people right now, Cassiano included that genuinely despise Sammy Callahan on a real yeah. visceral level. Maybe not sexy star heat, but 
Certainly not X Pac Heat. I mean, he's you up think there. A rematch. Uh sure. At some point in time. What, what do you think about what Dante put out? A uh, uh, mention that Eddie actually put out a broken skull ranch shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that's genius. Brilliant. Brilliant. That's brilliant. genius. I don't know if that's brilliant because it's actually happening, or if it's just Dante being brilliant and funny. <laughs> either either one is good by me. Yeah, I'm happy either way too. Um, you know what? You know what else? I have to work in a few hours. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to let you get out of here. I got to get out of here myself. Um, I'm looking forward to some more tapings at the temple. Um, the only other temple news that is public that we haven't discussed is the Lucha Underground versus Impact um, coming. So maybe we'll see Jeremiah versus Sammy. <laughs> maybe we'll get to beat himself up. Maybe we'll get to see uh, Cuerno versus Phantasma. That would be one of my favorites. Ooh, but what about Johnny Mundo versus Johnny Impact? Oh, those guys would light it up. And Parkour the, everywhere. The Valkyrie <laughs> versus Taya, that would be great too. <laughs> How the hell are they going to do that? Is there really a way to do Lucha Underground versus Impact? Aren't they all the same friggin' thing these days? You know what's amazing? It's amazing that we live in a world where Bob Holly pinned Mil Moritz. Speaking of crossovers, I hate you. <laughs> I'm just saying. Way to end on a down note. Total down we just note. Just talked about a dude's face getting smashed in. Well, that's true too. But hey, look, we 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 had the potato conversation with um, Marty and and Kevin Cross as well. So Killer Cross, God damn it, I'm gonna Killer I, Cross. He's still, you know, Mr. Kev from Mr. the block. Mr. Killer, Mr. Killer. Mr. Killer Cross. But, you know, when you see what he's doing in freaking Monterey and you see him destroying people in Mav Pro, it's like, no, Killer Crosses is a pretty appropriate name. I was scrolling through Instagram um, and I saw him beating the holy fuck out of, out of Brian Cage um, at, was it Mav Pro? That was Mav Pro, yeah. Brian and Cage was, was just announced, uh, lighting him up. And, I was, and he also made Cage look kind of small. Cage is a big dude, except, you know, well, Cross is a little more more swole right now. Um, yeah, and with good reason. He's um, he's got some he's new. Working. No, he's got some new supplement sponsors. Um, he's working out. What are they called? Um, I know what that's like. I know the name of this company. Can we get? Can we get um, testosterone? Whatever. Can we get performance sponsors? Because like I'm at the gym so much, I'm kind of at my peak. I'd like something to take me to the next level. Yeah. Did you get to the first level? I'm at all the levels right now. I mean, what about I, that uh, Vega protein that uh, Vamp recommended? Dude, yeah. You just mix this homemade almond milk with it. <laughs> What's up, motherfuckers? You think I fuck around? <laughs> Look at this. I got. Issues. You got issues is what you have. I got 1.5 grams of omega-3s. I got 20 grams of protein. I got antioxidants, probiotics, <laughs> 1 billion of them, 1 gram of sugars, 8 grams of fibers, 50% of vitamins and minerals. Why are you pluralizing everything? I'm reading the labels. <laughs> That's amazing. If you're not doing this, you're stupid. <laughs> you you do have issues. Just I mean, saying, that's you want to get jacked, you have to put the work in. 
You have issues, man. It's pretty straightforward and simple. I work in TV. It's the only way to survive. Um. Well, no. Uh, oh, Kevin's using uh, Explicit Labs now. They got some some cool supplements. So, well, I'm glad I plugged something else. <laughs> I mean, nothing wrong with plugging something else. Explicit Labs didn't pay us no money. They're paying Cross. They ain't paying me yet. I'll say Explicit <laughs> Labs all night long if they're paying me. Hint, hint. Did you speaking <laughs> of getting paid? Did you hear that El Patron is going to be at Triple, Triple Mania, Mania? But also, he's talking to WWE. That fucking guy's a fucking weasel. Man, those who fail to study history are doomed to repeat it. So oh, he just—he sticks but I mean, around. This he is the paid. way. To, this is the way to do it for the guys in that age bracket right now. Is you just go around from big paycheck to big paycheck? Why wouldn't you if you were him? Like, don't stay yeah. at a company at this point when you can get a company to to buy you back for a little while and pop a number. I mean, even Ray did it with fucking the Royal Rumble. Yeah. You know, he, he popped did. a number. He did it under his Legends contract. Um, and now he's free to go some other places. And at the same time, you know, WWE has an opening to to pay him enough money to not go other places. It's you leave, with a torn bicep. you leave before you get popped for steroids, which by the way, who took steroids? Was it Ultimate Warrior, the known racist and bigot? He he tore biceps all the time. That's really not gonna gonna put anyone over who's winning the the Warrior Award at the Hall of Fame. <laughs> you think that Connor kid who won? Rest in you know, rest in peace. Hated gay people. Is that why they gave him the award? No. I don't think that's why it's I think they're going for a much more altruistic thing than than what you're saying. I thought that's what the oh, I thought the the subtitle for the award was "Gay doesn't make the world go around." God, but, I, I, love, I, just, I love that the hockey playing white guy is the social justice. <laughs> this is like the perfect combination of things. <laughs> but yeah, Ray tore his bicep because he's on the juice, and I hope I still get to see him in new japan because i don't know what i was going to say is uh i know where you can see him do you know where you can see him byron you could see him on the website of suplex no you can see him august 31st mayhem you can see him august 31st through september 1st at expo lucha in las vegas being brought to you by the fine gentleman over at mass republic that's where you can see him yeah, um, you can also see uh, Pentagon Dark, Rey Mysterio, uh, Ultimo Dragon. Who else is going to be there? Tons of people. Lots Sony of people. Ono. Uh, yeah, Sony Ono with all Ultimo's belts. Wow, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, Super Crazy is going to be there, which I said last week, which is awesome. Taimundo, Solar, uh, Ray Phoenix, the original La Parca, L.A. Park, yeah. Lumas Garris. I'm a um, La Parca Marca. I'm Both of the, uh, you got Bestia 666 and Damien 666. Be there. Lots of people. Psychosis. Psychosis. The, the juice will be loose all over juice. Vegas. I miss that <laughs> Bring <guy>. a towel. <laughs> bring plenty of, uh, what do they call it? Molly? I'm sure if you go over to Sapphires, you bring a towel because you'll know where the juice has been. Ugh. 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 Yeah. Be sure to find Disco and 
telling you hate forearms to the head and he'll get you a good booth. <laughs> yeah, well, you can listen to his show to figure out how to get a good booth at Sapphire. I have uh, another phone number of somebody I call that gives me the exact same deal, surprisingly. Um, minus the having to do a compliment, a compliment, and a question. Though maybe I'll call Glenn and next time I'm there, hopefully for Expo Lucha. So again, that's uh, August 31st through September 1st. Be fun. Like if you're into Lucha Libre, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, it might be something that you're into. So check it out and you can go to expolucha.com to find out more. That's a that's a pretty busy weekend in the world of wrestling then. You got Expo Lucha, you have potentially Bola, because Bola's been historically that weekend for the past few years, and now officially announced the location for All In, uh, which I may go to. I don't know. I'm still kind of... Uh, mulling over it now now that they have a a mucho grande location yeah so they booked an arena in chicago and my buddy just moved there so i have a free place to stay so it might be I, got a, I got a place to stay in chicago too so maybe maybe we should think about this jim maybe are you should, guys yeah. stoked that cm punk is going to headline all in you know what i i've been talking about this with some other people i feel like if if cm yeah. punk shows up it should be unannounced because what's the point of advertising that you be you being Cody and the bucks um, can do a 10,000 seat show, but then you bring in CM Punk and then that's pretty right. much what brings them all in. So yeah. honestly, I don't even think you should show up. I think it should just be, you know, bullet club and everyone else that they announced already. So I think it would be great if you wore a hoodie and was there, but and, as a fan, I just kind of want uh, AJ to show yeah. up. Let's have AJ Lee show up, and that would be much better. I mean, yeah. what's going to happen is Daniel Bryan is gonna is going to wrestle, and he's going to win the. I don't know. Are they going to have belts? Daniel Bryan is going to wrestle. I mean, when does his uh, contract expire? Oh, it's it's, it's got he he won't be cleared by then. But it'd no. be amazing if somehow all of a sudden Daniel Bryan is in a ring with CM Punk. Like what if they do their card and then at the end um there's a run in by Punk and then a run in by Daniel. Well, here's and then- the thing, we don't know that is it hasn't been announced whether or not all in will be televised. If it is not televised and if Brian Danielson's contract is up, the 90-day no compete clause is for televised events. So theoretically, he could show up to All In. It's a possibility. We're booking it right now. I mean, there's so, got to be some kind. It's got to be televised in some fashion. But then again, it just depends on what that is. Like, it'll be on IP, Does IPPV count? You know, it's not national syndication or whatever. I mean, they could very well do with like, you know, House Hardcore and Wrestle Circus do and just put it on Twitch. I mean, that's free publicity for them. And, you know, they don't have to pay for any pay-per-view rights or anything like that. So they're definitely more concerned. I think, well, what do I know? But I think they're more concerned about selling the the seats. You're so self-deprecating today, Byron. You keep saying, well, I'm not a professional blah, blah, blah. But I just don't want to be a blowhard. Like, I'm probably right about everything, but I don't want to just assume I am. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, the thing is, yeah, the number one concern is selling the tickets, but will they actually be spending money on a camera crew and all that as well, whether it's right. pay-per-view or just Twitch? Yeah, I mean, look, you, you get into an arena that size, as soon as it's half sold, you get a TV crew, regardless of what you're doing, even if it's just to, to do a good 
home video version. Like, I mean, I feel like uh, it. The TV crew thing is a great idea, especially if it's free, because you have someone like Stephen Amell, who, as someone who's a fan of Arrow, uh, people who aren't even wrestling fans will probably want to tune in. You figure the last time, last two times you saw Stephen Amell in a ring, number one, it was SummerSlam, so you couldn't watch it unless it was pay-per-view or WWE Network, and the second time was a Ring of Honor house show. So if you put this online with Stephen Amell, Fans who are just fans of Stephen Amell and not even wrestling will want to tune in. So that's going to increase your uh, viewers. Yeah, I mean, look, it's 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 the right convergence of things. I think the way that the information is coming out is probably also smart to let it kind of all slowly leak out and maybe slowly come together and and keep the hype. That's the way to do it. And yes, you're right. That weekend uh, <laughs> could be interestingly packed. Yeah, I really hope that there's no Bola because I don't want to have to decide. Yeah, well, look, and if they go back to that fucking sweat box that they were in before. They they probably will. I think this whole ticket fiasco with uh, this upcoming show was just a one-time deal. You really don't think it's a ploy to, to, to permanently do something bigger? I mean, they really need to. I mean, as I mentioned, like the last time I was on, I think it'd be smart if they ran a bigger show once a year, at least if Dragon doesn't want to leave, you know, that American. Well, yeah, but wouldn't Bola be that show? Why go back to the dining room, as I like to call it for, you know, and and do high spots under the chandelier? (laughs) Oh, no, I agree. But it's all about the fact that Dragon just doesn't want to leave. And it's more evident by the fact that they just keep driving up prices instead of moving to a bigger venue. Yeah. Well, I mean, at this point, the, the sad fact of the matter is those front row tickets, they could be charging two fifty a pop for them and this, they're going to sell them. It's ridiculous, but it's true. They could be charging WWE prices and getting them on that small level, especially for Bola, maybe not for every show, but for Bola, That's they it. could. You're seeing, I mean, by the third night of Bola, you're seeing like a four or five hour show with the best of the best. I could see it's the finals of the tournament. And you're seeing 20 to 30 minute matches at that point. Uh, it'd be worth it. I mean, it's better than going to see. You don't see the pyro like you go to see WWE. You're going or maybe not pyro, but you pay for the screen. You pay for the PA system. So you're not seeing pyro anymore, but that's an insurance thing more than the, the cost yeah. of the actual pyro. But you pay for the whole setup, you know, and you don't pay for that at PWG, but still the talent and the matches that you're watching, it's at Ebola. It's, it's worth more than seeing a raw or SmackDown. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. These days, I mean, cause you're going to get, you're going to get better matches and better storylines and stuff, but you know, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's weird, but we'll see. It should be interesting. Um, um oh quickly ufc wise i know but you're still listening at this point in time you probably don't really even care but um i found the announcement about conor mcgregor interesting that uh basically for the conor mcgregor fight they're saying now that or not for his fight but the tony ferguson khabib nurmagomedov fight that the second tony and khabib actually are in the cage have made weight and they throw the first punch at that point in time is when Conor McGregor will be stripped of his title and Tony and Khabib will be fighting for the actual lightweight title. But Dana is hedging his bets since this fight has not gone through several other times of saying he's not going to strip Conor before that moment. 
These guys can't make it into the cage. Why would he have stripped Connor for them to screw up his fucking main event again? So they have to make it all the way in there on weight and have it be a title fight or else Tony keeps his interim belt. Khabib gets nothing and Connor keeps his belt regardless of the results of the fight. So they have to make weight and make it all the way into the cage with no hiccups. And that means they have to be exactly at 155 pounds or lighter. There's no one pound forgiveness at that weight class. You have to be on weight. Um, so we'll see. I think that's an interesting uh, development. Com- you know, last week we had the John Jones trial. This week we have the the public trial of Conor McGregor uh, and Max Holloway, the featherweight champion, the other belt that Conor used to hold. Uh, him and, and Conor have been going back and forth about Conor's lovely Burger King spot, and I, I find that all to be very entertaining, and you can find it all on Twitter. At the Notorious and uh, at Blessed MMA, I believe is Max Holloway's <laughs> Twitter. Check those guys out because the Twitter b- beef is probably more fun than ever watching them step into a cage. Anyway, uh-huh. that's all I got. You guys got anything else you want to add? I want to give a shout out to my buddy David Dennison, and that's it. I'm good for the night. Jimmy, you got anything else you want to plug? Um, we moved up the release date for Infinity War. So you, you can see it on April 27th now worldwide as opposed to international April 27th and domestic in the U.S. At, on oh. May 4th. So, yeah, no spoilers. Well, I mean, I guess something's got to knock Black Panther off the perch. Jesus. <laughs> like, we just got to release our own movie sooner to knock it down because it's still beating everything else out there with its third week of release. It's beating all the new releases. Yeah, and you know that they definitely did some rewrites for the Oscar jokes uh, because of Black Panther, which I think is awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was ha- it was fun. I got, nice. got myself a little, uh, some action figure action going on here. I'll never Justin, open did that. you get the poster? Uh, I, I think... I think I ordered the poster. I don't remember. I know I went to the website. I'm trying to remember if I actually ordered it or if I told myself I was going to order it and didn't. Are you talking about the one sheet? Dude. There was a a Fandango offer uh, for a free poster. And uh, I think I put in my order. It was like eight bucks, right? Yeah. Did you get yours? I got mine. Uh, Yeah. Ooh, fancy. So, uh, but if you didn't get yours, I could send you this one. Um, no, I, I, I think it's coming in the next couple of days. I think I didn't order it that day. I think I did it like a day or two later. Okay. I also haven't checked the mail today, so it might be sitting there as we speak. Well, it's Ooh, so, like, you know, after the paychecks show up, I just don't care about whatever else is in the mail. Because <laughs> it's either somebody <laughs> asking for money or somebody trying to sell me something or something stupid, you know. When I don't yeah. when I'm not expecting a paycheck, I very rarely check the mail. You don't need those bills. Um anyway, thank you so much to Killer Cross. Check him out in Mav Pro. Check him out uh when is it tomorrow or is it uh Thursday? Thursday, Thursday, Thursday at Bar wrestling. wrestling. Um and then I think uh Cross Worlds is um March 23rd, I want to say, at MavPro here in the LA area. So find uh, at Real Killer Cross on social media. 20, it's either yeah. the 23rd or the 24th. Yeah. I think it's the 24th. It's The MavPro shows are usually on Saturdays. So, and uh, Martin Casaus, not Casayas, not Cassius, not whatever you think it is. It's Martin Casaus. Marty, Marty the Moth Martinez in Lucha Underground. Um, you can see him. This weekend 
at the Ice Temple, probably if he's actually booked this weekend, which I think he might be. Um, I mean, he's already there. He's, he's in LA, so I don't think it's a big secret. We don't know what the hell he's doing, but uh, I believe he'll be around. And um, and you can only do that really if you already have tickets, unless um, some more tickets go up tomorrow or the next day. Uh, the 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 night before. It seems like the the Thursday and Friday shows have had a few extra tickets go up and become available, whereas the Saturday and Sunday dates, once they go, they seem to be gone. Um, not not as many. I feel I have a feeling a lot of people are getting tickets for those weeknight shows and then realizing when it's like, oh, you have to be checked in by f- before five thirty or five or whatever time it is, and they're just realizing they can't make that. So tickets are freeing up for those weeknight shows a little easier than the weekend ones. So, um. Come on by the temple. Say hi if you see me. Uh, be happy to talk to you for a few minutes. A lot of people who are listeners of the show who I've never met before in the past few weeks have uh, said hi or come by or talk to me and Byron or Jimmy and uh, yeah. more than welcome. And hey, if you own an MMM show shirt, feel free to wear it. If you don't own one, I'll post the link in a couple minutes here on Twitter and you can go get yourself one and they are temple approved. So you're actually allowed to wear them at Lucha Underground Tapings as a... Uh, Jimmy's lady friend has done as Byron and I have done as Kevin Flynn has done. Um, Some Kevin, you know, there might even be uh, might even be a person or two that works for the show that wears a, a an MMM mm. show shirt every now. Oh, and then. Uh, mm. I have to find out. Mm-hmm. No spoilers, Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks, Jimmy. <laughs> that's that's cool. All right. Well, well, you won't see Byron at the temple, but you'll see me and Jimmy there this weekend. Probably you're going this weekend, right, Jimmy? Uh. It Maybe. looks it looks doubtful at oh, this point. Yeah, bachelor party stuff. What can I say? Oh, uh, your who, yours already? No, no Justin. No, no, no. Wow, how'd you do that? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm like that. I'm like that. <laughs> <laughs> not quite um, mine, but someone else's. Well, if not, I guess um, I don't know how many more tapings there are, but we'll see. Uh, maybe we'll see you at the temple one of these other weekends. But um, yeah. for Byron Fever, for Jimmy B. For the professor, Casey Nielsen, who's not here tonight, for our buddy Miflo, thought we were going to do the show Thursday and had Friday off, and then we did it on Tuesday instead, and he got completely screwed out of the whole thing, as usual. Um, For Martin Casals and for Killer Cross, I am the Outlaw Ellie Red. This has been Mass Mats and Mayhem, and until next time, stay calm and stay in the mix. I'll take it.